Hi, guys. Hi, Mom. How you doing? You know, living the dream. Good. Playing lots of Iron Banner, I guess. Because that's living the dream. Iron Banner and Lost Sectors. Mm, Playing lots of Iron Banner is living your dream. It's it's a good dream. Mm, I let's agree to disagree. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I've been. If anything, I actually haven't touched Destiny this week. Uh, except to log on to do my weekly stuff. To off the show. There's no weekly the show stuff. now. You can't be on the show about Destiny if you haven't I played. I just said I got on to do my weeklies, only to realize that the there's Iron no Banner, more weekly story. A week. I don't care about Iron Banner. I care about the story. I, I'm a PVE guy, dude. Okay? No, the story's finished. What are you talking okay, about? That's, that's what I thought. I, didn't, I mean, I thought that there was going to be more after... Spoilers! After no, you there's, there's have breakdown, more. right? Well, I mean, I suppose that there is more that, you know, Paul Tassie made a video on reminding people that there is more story to go and find that's not actually telling you on the director. And then mm. every mm-hmm. other YouTuber has picked up on this and podcast to make sure that people are aware there is more story about the veil from Lightfall that's hidden on Near Muna. Well, I say hidden, it, it's on the map, but it's down in the left-hand corner. And it's kind of just, it's just kind of lore stuff. You know, there's no fighting and things, just just story. So go find it. I'm not real good with the whole scavenger hunt thing. It's not a scavenger hunt. It's uh, It says Veil Containment on it. You click on it and you go and hear some voice lines. And, and actually, oh, it actually says Veil Containment well, on what planet? Where, Where the, the veil is? Was there That's what I said just a second ago. I, I missed mm-hmm. that part. I was reading. I'm sorry. You ignoring me? I wasn't ignoring you. I was trying you, to you know, and I failed. No, you ignore me anyway. Whenever I start speaking, you always go, "Oh, you're so tiring That's and boring. And put me hey, to sleep." Th- so he I started speaking. I'm just going to ignore you on the phone. Today, that's because you wanted your voice. To, no, that's because you wanted to hear me tell you something that you had a question about that had nothing to do with destiny. It still had to do with your voice, though, right? But I, I was concerned you that you were driving at the time, and I could possibly put you to sleep. So I was very quick with my responses. Actually, I was driving at the time, and when I'm driving, I usually call people to prevent me from going to sleep. You called the wrong person, sir. Well, be that as it may. <laughs> speaking of which. Um, can one of you get Sev in here? I can't. Okay, shut up. Discord's giving me crap again, and this time it's not letting me see the the server uh, member list, so I can't go to him and give him the rights to get into the room. I have no idea. What do you mean? No you idea? just need to like reinstall Discord. Look, you've, you've just broken. It, it, just it, I mean, it, it kind of does, but last time I had degree. this issue, I did uninstall and reinstall, so that didn't I'm, really. I may have created the monster that is the Discord that we. We live in with two Titans and a Hunter and the Frozen Clan. I have no idea how it runs from now on. That's it. it. Just it's it's its own monster. It's its own entity. People do things. I've given them permissions. They do the things. I may be the overall lord of this, but I don't know how to do anything. So Which don't ask me. Giving people enough power to break it. That's cool. Long live the king. Yes. Right. Hey, I found the member list. Okay, oh, that's what we're saying. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, 
news and opinions. This is the best show for you and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy Perotti, and your Hunter Master Ager, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! So welcome to the show this week. It is Iron Banner Week, so it's a good week. And I'm here to tell you that it's fun. Along with my two friends, Parody and Respawn. They are here as well. We're friends. That's so they enjoyed the Iron Banner as well. Lots and lots and lots. Yeah, let's not get carried away. We enjoy the Iron Banner. It's good times. And especially if you're going to go in and play with Sunset Weapons. So people can go... The Nanti-Narker? Why, why was I killed by a Nanti-Narker? That man has a green rocket launcher that's on. Not a, why, that's not a why? sunset. That's just a green one. No, no, you can't You can't infuse <laughs> well, no. it past 1600, so it is a blue... It's also sunset. Sunset oh. weapon, yeah. So you can pull oh, it from yeah. collections. We found it, we pulled it from collections, and we used a Nanti-Narker in Iron Banner, and it was good fun. It is, it's a good weapon as well for you PvP. You said we? You did too? Yeah, I dragged the Perotti yeah. in there this this week. We did a bit yeah. of streaming. We we played Iron Banner. There were people that were asking about you, for you, and we said, no, you won't see Respawn within like six miles of Iron Banner. There's there's an exception, though, right? There's a whole restraining order and everything. If, we don't if, I, if you're asking me if I'm going to willingly go, absolutely not. But if there's people there and there's a group going on, I'll join a group, right? Well, there was I'm a group. just not going to go in by myself. You know what I'm saying? There was groups. Okay, well, let me know. Say, hey, it's me, Parody, and some fans. Do you want to come play? And if I'm able to, I'll come play. Fair enough. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how Micah does it all the time. He, he always makes sure that there's a few people before he starts pressuring me to come play. <laughs> we, we had our few people. We just didn't move on to the pressuring you step. There was just no pressure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So respawn, yo! You brought you brought along a friend this week to join in the show. I did bring a friend this week to join in on the show, and he seems to think that you have to have video. You do not have to have video if you don't want to, Seth. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I have, a, I have. I like to see my own face. I like to hear my own voice, so I got you. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Thanks for having me. Eh, no problem, man. I That's mean, okay. you, you pay us, so we can't exactly tell you no, right? I tried. Didn't we work. can. We can say no, no to everybody, but you, you always just say yes. They, they didn't. What? Even, nobody has some. I invited somebody. Get out of nobody here. Nobody has to be a Patreon to even get on this show these days. You just say yes that, to everybody. That, they that contact you and they go, "Can I come on the show?" And you go, "Yes." You don't even that check is, with that us. That's lie? it. You just go, "Yes." That is a lie. That's no, how isn't. it used to be. And then you both kept yelling at me. And then y'all gave me rules that everybody has to know if I'm going to invite them. And then you, you forgot the rules. Opinion. You forgot no, the rules. No. You just invited You have people. to have an opinion. You have to have a decent mic. You have to have a quiet place. And These a are new rules that you've made up in your head. You told which is not, me! I'm not arguing with you. You, ooh, you, this is why we wanted independence from you. You lie. We we did give him those rules because he was bringing he he was finding best friends who didn't have a place to record or a microphone. Thank you. Pedro. Sitting s- sitting in the living room while everyone's screaming and watching TV, not an ideal place to record. No. Parody though, to be honest though, 
he doesn't set the bar very high when he podcasts from his car or from the airport or any other place that he's currently in. Again, when was the last time I did that stuff? Listen, we try our yeah. best with the Florida man. We do. We try our best. But yeah. the people, the people are actually, actually, we did secretly distribute bingo boards to everyone to see if they could complete an entire respawn locational bingo for this for the year. <laughs> we're not quite there yet, and I won't tell you which one we're missing, but we're getting close. Yep. So, welcome to the show, Sivs. Um, no worries, man. Thank you for having me. That's okay. So, you are all the way down in Australia. I'm yep. in the UK, and but these two there. are over in the US, so we're really stretching the boundaries here mm. in how to do a podcast. So, have you checked all the boxes? You have opinions. Look, it depends on what opinions you want me to talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll as have long opinions. As about opinions. Destiny too. Yes, I will Destiny struggle too. to not to sway in certain in certain situations, and I apologize if I do. But yeah, I do. Microphone. I do have you opinions. have a camera. We can see you. You look lovely, and you have a decent headset. You can hear us. So, uh, yeah. what other boxes were the respawn? Um, he had to have an opinion. Yeah, uh, quiet place, which he does yeah, have. He looks like camera, that, yeah. microphone. Um, Whereabouts and, in Australia? You know, are as you? an added bonus, he 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 gives us money, so there's that, right? Okay, so yeah. Sorry, parody. Whereabouts in Australia are you? Just curious from a time zone perspective. Um, I'm in Sydney, so it'll be central. It'll be Sydney, okay. so it's it's twelve thirty a.m. here this morning. Yep. Yeah. So you're fourteen hours ahead of us. Yeah. Andy is also somewhere in Sydney land. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm always just curious if you if it's you know the full fourteen hours ahead or uh. So you're, you're so how how is your Sunday going anyway? How is the future? Well, well I've, I had my I had my son's birthday this uh, earlier on the day, and then so they collapsed at six a.m. at uh, six p.m. and then I went live on TikTok for a couple of hours, um, and that's it. That's that's my night basically. And that's another reason I brought him on is uh, tell us tell one. us what you do on TikTok. What what is it that you that you have that you make and sell that you show off on TikTok? So I, so look, do you want me to tell you the full story? Why I, uh, why I did it? Yeah. The full we've story. Got time. We've so, got time today. So here we go. All right. So everybody knows the puka fish. Yeah. The, the special edition puka fish that people could buy off the Destiny for the Destiny thing. So okay, I bought yeah. this. So I bought this puka, uh, special edition puka fish. And I realized that it's a hot garbage. <laughs> I hate the bloody thing. I hate it. It's, it's, I, I thought it was going to be awesome, like the ghost of last season where the, you had the you had the hive ghost and you could yeah. put on the little stand and it made noises and stuff like that. I thought that was fine. That was golden. I couldn't get one. So I bought the puka fish expecting it to be like that. And yeah. it's trash. And I hate it. So then I thought, oh, I'm going to make myself, I'm going to make myself a ghost. And so I started making just the normal generalist ghosts that you can get off everything. But then I started designing and making different other ghosts. So this is the hardling shelf. Obviously, the people out there uh, won't be able to see this, but everybody who's got my uh, camera will be able to see it. So I got the hardling actually, shelf. Let me, go ahead, let me actually go ahead and put you on blast right quick so people can yeah, see. Yeah, if you, if you put him on blast, I can maybe capture that video right. so we can so, put it on the... Yep, so that's the hardling shelf. So that's all resin printed. So that's all resin printed. Um, and stuff like that. The one I'm working on now is the Harpy Shell. If everybody can see that, it's the Harpy Shell. I'm kind of thinking. So I'm, I, what I generally do is I print the three, I print off these ghosts, design them, make them that I can play with them. So I 
modify them. I put magnets in them so I can take them apart. I put LEDs into them so you can just shove it onto a, um, on top of your computer and just have the LED, the little light gl- glowing in the uh, middle of it. Um, and then I try to push the boundaries as much as possible. So I want the happy shell. I'm going to have all the LEDs at the back so it looks like it's actually blasting off. Um, and I'm trying to get the fact that the center part is interchangeable with every other ghost that I make. So you can take it apart, chuck the ghost on. So you can buy a nice. number of ghosts and then you can interchange them if you really want and build a build number of them up. Um, I give a lot. I give a lot away because I keep making them. So I give a lot away for competitions on TikTok. Um, I want to give that one away to charity. Um, this is the... Um, the empathic shell shell? Uh, empathic yeah yeah so that's for this bungee day giveaway that's happening at the this moment for about a month i think it is off the top of my head and so what i want to do is for the highest donation i want to give a heart shell away and it's like glow in the dark and all that sort of stuff well done that's that's all i do i just make ghosts on live put them together chat with all some absolutely fantastic um Destiny players and absolutely fantastic people on TikTok. Like I just had one now that I had uh, like 20, 30 people in there just talking Destiny and just talking about like views of Destiny and how D1 is supposed to be better than D2 and all that <laughs> yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, an opinion. <sighs> God, D1, D1 is not better than D2. We just have nostalgia for D1 because we're stuck in D2. That's what it is. You know? Well, it's... That, that is right, yeah. Like they go back, they say how well D one is, but it plays like once again, like a puka hot garbage. It does. Yeah, like there's no mantling, there's no, um, there's no thing. Like the build crafting is pretty basic and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so but that's all I do. I just make ghosts, give them away. Usually sell them if if people want one. That's it, basically. Very so nice. if we wanted to find you on TikTok and hang out and talk Destiny and talk ghost building, where would we, where would we find you? You can find me on Season of the Redacted on TikTok. That's the easiest way to find me. So Season <laughs> of the Redacted on TikTok. <laughs> Perfect. But, yeah, so, but that's all I do. I basically jump on TikTok, talk crap, basically. That's it. Do you play yeah. Destiny, though? I do. I do. I actually do play Destiny. No, he makes um, ghosts related to Destiny. He just has no interest in the game. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I was just I checking. Never, he, he takes the other box. It. <laughs> Destiny, Destiny I, thought this is, I thought this was an Anthem <laughs> podcast, guys. Right? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a fishing podcast. podcast. It's yeah, fishing, fishing podcast. Yeah. yeah. We love fishing. So, yes. We all love fishing. I do, I do play a lot of Destiny. Um, I'm, I give up on D1 and then I start in D2. And I've been mm-hmm. playing D2 ever since then. Now, the obvious question that we have to ask everybody no, is don't. what is your main? Mine? Yeah. don't know if you can see that, but can you see that? Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a warlock main. I, yeah, the light should have given it away. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> There's one class. Yes. There's one class in Destiny, and if you're not that class, you, get, you have to get rid of them. Your warlock uh, main is one. Uh, I mean, agree to disagree. I like warlock, don't get me wrong. But they're not as good as Hunter, and they still haven't mastered the art of jumping up. Okay, so once they can jump up, then they might be a more viable class. Come on, Hunters is. Oh, I I, I feel dirty playing Hunters. I have to say, I feel, I feel dirty. It's just <laughs> they don't jump. Does. That's what's great, dude. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Though saying that, I have played my Warlock for the whole entire Iron Banner this week and really, really enjoyed it. Osmiomancy gloves and using sunset weapons has just been so much fun. Yeah, what's Osmiomancy? Those things do. They Well, they give you two frozen grenades, but if you have the aspect on that you can turn them into the turrets, you can keep ah. throwing out the turrets to freeze people, and that really upsets them. Asacross put a video out this week with six <laughs> warlocks running Osmiomancy gloves. Oh no! With the Monte Carlo, mm. and yeah, it was it was nasty. Mm. And then he switched to Yotan as well. I'll link it in the show notes. It was oh. it was good fun. I've just yeah. I, I'm not sure that's good fun. That's just evil. I mean, evil oh, in a good way. Yeah. Go with Perry. Like, that's, that's pretty evil. That's, that's beautifully evil. Like I, I can't say I wouldn't do it if given the chance in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a blink user. I, I like using like void in um in crucible and all that sort of stuff. So I use the blink jump. Love yeah, it. absolutely. What do you use for your super? Mm. Um, slow nova. Usually, slow nova gets the job done. Yeah. So yeah. you don't like oh, the changes they made to the uh to your oh God, the the blink super? What the frick is that? Nova called? warp. Oh, the boop. Nova warp. The yeah. nova warp. Yeah. You, you can get like beat out really quickly. Ah, uh, like uh-huh. I, you can get the issue you got is because it obviously is a Roman super, you can get knocked out of it pretty easy because they've obviously dropped the armor down on it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not good enough for PvP to be able to run around with the blink and kill everybody. So I just throw them over, kill as many people as possible, and run away. I mean, is yeah. anybody really good at PvP though? I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. lots of people PvP are. PvP are <laughs> people out there use it the Nanty Narker are. The what? Oh, the Nancy Narker? Yeah. Well, you said that because you use it. You're tooting your own horn. Uh, no, I'm using it because it was on the list of the Bungie provided in the last TWAB saying, hey, here's a list of weapons of, the, you know, the high caliber PvP folks using. And we all went, Nancy Narker? What in the world is that? Yeah, Nancy Narker. You know what that blue, is? It's a blue Ooh. pulse rifle. Yeah. That, that was, it was in the TWAB last week because Bungie put out a list of like, you know, they gave us one of their one of their lovely charts without an extra Y axis labeled. It's like here's yeah. some weapons on a chart. Some are to the right, some are over here. You know, frogs and polywogs. Yeah. And they had Nanty Narker listed. Every other gun is like, okay, yeah, okay, I know what that is. No one says Nanty Narker. What in the world is that? What so, picks? What, what picks make it that so special? It's got nothing special on it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I assume it's just someone out there because it, it was, it was, it was like a, it was like a thirty day stretch of like high class or like you know high skill PvP gameplay or something. So I'm sure there's just somebody out there who just fell in love with that weapon and that's just their jam. And they're like, nope, it's it's never going to change. They're never going to adjust it. This is my jam. This is what I go to. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, who that's knows? true though. They're never going to adjust it. Yeah, actually. You find you, you find that weapon. And you're like, I can use this weapon for eight years. It's never going to be any better or worse. I'm going to stick well, with it. My my issue with is my issue with this is stuff. Now I've been talking to a number of PvP players, and they well because obviously light level has been reduced, taken out of the game near enough except for trials. Yeah. They can mm-hmm. pull out all the uh, sunsetted weapons, so they've got mm-hmm. like a, a vault full of sunsetted weapons that they just use because obviously light level just doesn't mean anything now. Yep. So you got all like the, the um um the bloody what is it? Not the submachine gun and all that sort of it's stuff loose. that you could get. Yep. Mountain yeah, top. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they See, I thought the mountain top was gonna be way more popular than what it than what it currently is. people are telling me that they do see the mountaintop, but the recluse, it was just 
the recluse is a shell of its former self. It's it, there's no point in getting the recluse, but the mountaintop is still really good, and they still see the mountaintops the, here the, and there. The recluse, PvP. The, the, the recluse is still really good. You just have to be good at using it now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, are you trying to say get good scrub? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, if you like that weapon, you've got to practice with that weapon. No, he's trying to say to me, get good scrub, because I, I absolutely got killed by a guy two bursting me with a fusion rifle as I was emptying the recluse into him, and he didn't die. So I'm going, I'm yeah. pretty sure if I had another weapon, so this would have gone better for me. You two shots off with a fusion rifle? Yeah, as I'm shooting him with the recluse the <laughs> entire time, and he did not die. He had a shred of health left. Well, the thing about the recluse is is not its initial KD. It's how powerful it gets after you get that kill. When you activate King of Weapons or Weapon Master or whatever the hell that perk is, that's when it gets strong. You know, you get a kill with any other weapon, recluse gets stronger, right? The Master but, of Arms. Master of Arms, thank you. Kills that's with cool. any um, other weapon improved this weapon's damage for a short time. Yeah, and then the fact that it used to trigger on its own is what made it really good. But now I don't think it triggers on its own kills anymore, does it? I think they that, that's one of the no, nerfs that they made. No, it doesn't look like yeah. I think that's what the the nerf that they made. Yeah, and ever since they did that, that that's what killed it. Is it no longer triggers on its own kills? So you have to kill something with the mountaintop, for example, and then it becomes a beast for thirteen seconds or whatever the time is. Not a long time, thirteen seconds. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a long time, especially in PvP. Yeah, and we are talking a lot of PvP. I guess I guess M O M is getting her wish this week, huh? But what, I mean, have you heard that? Have, have you heard that they're supposed to be bringing a new um, PvP map out, like next season, uh, based in the Vex Network or something? God. Yeah, I, to be honest, I lost there. track. Yeah, I lost yeah. track because it was one new one, then re- one reprise one, and then yeah, yeah. I think it's we're due a new one, aren't we? I think no. There's a, there's an old one. There's an old one coming oh, back yeah, next season. Sorry, and I think there's a there's a new one coming either next the season after. Or okay. possibly in the thing, which is supposed to be based in the Vex Vex network, which kind of leads on to where the big baddie is going to be over over the next couple of um, years, I think. Atrax Vex edition, <laughs> right? Well, funny yeah. enough, they were talking about that this week on a lot of other shows. That they they think that they're hinting at the Vex is going to be the next big bad after the final shape because there's something that needs to be fleshed out as a kind of villain. Cause they, I think it was uh, Mylan games was talking on DCP saying that they, they'd kind of done this whole backstory of that. They kind of just willed themselves into existence. And then they seem to be slowly kind of retconning that or trying to kind of slightly say, you know, okay, maybe that was a thing, but going forward that there might be kind of some, you know, all powerful mind behind it. A bit like the Borg on Star Trek, there is kind of, a mm-hmm. queen that's that's pulling the strings and that is going to be the next big thing which kind of makes sense because they've they've kind of been rejected as the the ones who are fiddling with time and from kind of destiny one it looked like the vex were the big bads that we were going to kind of face ultimately and then they've kind of gone back on that and we've now got the witness and and things well, like that if you like so like we know obviously we, well we do know now but the, we knew the witness was that the um the law book that the gardener and the winner were in and all that sort of stuff where they brought the yeah. vex in and then they got when the big fight happened they got shot off into space and then they become the vex as we we know it 
there's a law drop, but I can't remember where it was. I was trying to find it um, for stuff because I was on a, I was on another podcast the other day. Um, and Did you just there's a law drop. Us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a there's a law drop saying that um, you, we have only ever fought the gardeners and the the drones of the Vex world. Yeah, we've only ever mm. fought them, and it comes to it comes to like fruition when. We talk about the garden and the window and all that sort of stuff. So oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does. It does seem that Vex is going to be the big baddies, but I don't think I can't see how it will have the same impact as the Hive or the impact. Because even the I I find um, the witness the, the Lucian Hive or just the Hive in general. I just find that like I find that the the Hive is as an entity that's been built up for um, going on ten years now, and then the witness mm-hmm. comes in. And possibly we defeat him in the next um, DLC. And I find that really infuriating. Like, this witness needs to be drawn out a lot more. Um, and he needs an emphasis on his his capabilities and stuff like that. I don't like the fact that he goes, oh, yeah, guys, use the witness. Oh, he's, he's this massive guy. He's the next person. He, he's the one who's pulling all the strings. And right. what I hate about it, the hive has been built up. The hive we had Oryx, we had Savathun, we have Sivu Wrath, possibly in the next well, time. He had a team. hand in making them that way, though, right? Because they were supposed to be the first ones gifted with the Gift of Light. And then the Witness got involved, and that's why they were skipped over, right? And he gave them, quote, the sword logic, right? So he, he they are the way they are as a direct result of the Witness's interference. But he's at the end, and we possibly could be finishing next year. Like, the whole light and dark, if... if the witness is part of the light and dark saga. That's ha- that's finishing next year, so he's he's had one and a half years in the spotlight, and then mm-hmm. we kill him. I'm like, oh, that seems a little bit like you have the high. Might not necessarily kill him. Years. He might just dip out. You know what I mean? I we might, so. we I might think... fight him or something like that. But who's the same that, that we're going to kill him? You know, you will. Fight you might him. just we realize that that you know. All right, well, these guardians, I shouldn't f with. You know, I'm going to back off now. Hopefully they'll eventually die one day. Then I'll come back and finish off the, the gardener or whatever. I don't know. You know? That's not the way Bungie works, man. That's not the way Bungie. Like, Callus no, went. Callus not working at all as soon as Marathon comes out. So. This, they're, not, they're not even the same game. How can you say that? They're not even, they know it remotely anywhere near the same game. Right, but the, 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 that's their new IP. And I, I have a feeling as soon as that comes out, they're going to focus heavily into that. And then no. D2 is going to be a backdrop. You know, no, it's going to be. No, like, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so at all. I, I reckon. Hope I reckon. But you know, I think marathon could possibly flop. It's only a, like a looter shooter game. It's only there's only so many times you can play a looter shooter game. No, it's not even looter shooter. It's a. It, it's a. It's no, 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 looter shooter. It's PvP a... extraction <laughs> shooter. Thank extraction you, shooter. That's what I meant. Yeah. Get the get but the loot like, and get out. They're even telling yeah. you come and play the game and leave. Yeah. So I don't think like I wouldn't even be, like at the moment I wouldn't even be worried about marathon and and they don't even know when it's going to drop. So I think marathon originally was supposed to drop in twenty five. That's a long way away, and I understand the height that they build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what? originally when it was supposed to drop. Yeah, yeah. It's not close. Like, it, it, yeah, it's no, it's like, like, yeah. It, it's not coming out Christmas of this year. Like you, you've got some time. Oh, well. yeah. This game is not thing, done. The other thing I was thinking about this week is that with this, the writer strike and the acting strike, is that going to affect video games as well? Absolutely. Because, no. Why would they? No. Why would they? You're, 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 you're. If you're in tag after, you're not doing voiceover work. 
that's one of the, there, there's a long list of yeah. things. You're not doing appearances. You're not doing promotions. Motion voiceover work is yeah, part but of that's that. That's the writer strike. Are the actors also yes. having a strike? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. SAG AFTRA Union also is striking as of like yesterday or today or something. Uh, they had to that. move up the Oppenheimer and the Barbie premiere just yep. so that they could get the the actors out on the red carpet and then go right. We're striking for midday. It was that quick that it kind of happened. Yeah. So we if all, that has we a knock on that Barbie, we all wanted that Barbie movie, guys. We all needed that Barbie <laughs> movie in our life. Mm-hmm. What, you being I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to the eighties. I'm getting flashbacks to the eighties where they just make boy films. What, what, where do you live, dude? I don't watch TV either. But I am on the internet. How, how have you not seen that there is a Barbie movie and Oppenheimer movie coming out on the same day? I, July guess, I guess my feed doesn't, you know, cover Barbies. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're not living <laughs> your best life, sir. I don't know what yeah, you're doing with not. yourself, but you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to check yourself. Is it like, like Margot Robbie's Barbie? Oh, it's live action. Oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie and, and Ryan Gosling. Come Ooh. on now. I rest my case. But like, I mean, if you had me, like, Margot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like back to back to marathon. I like yeah. I. So the the issue you got, the issue you go with marathon is one. Bungie is very late to the game. You got Tarkov. You got all these other games out there that deal in that and do well in that. And for Bungie to roll up and go, hey, we're gonna do a, a like an extraction shooter now. Four or five years behind everybody, and another two years in production. So that's almost like six years that they're behind everybody. Unless that pulls a miracle, out, are they? Are they behind? I think they're using their name, though, aren't they? They, they? If Bungie rolls up to the table and they go, we've got this game, it's normally a good game. So I think that's what they're counting on, is that they're going on the name, which is why they've shifted like the PvP gods that we've had creating the PvP in Destiny over to that game, because they've gone, right, we want the best over here so that this one really excels and can take off, and then we can work on both of them at the same time. Look, I think I think what happened. Like, oh, yes, <laughs> no, yes, yes, no. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, even just looking. At, I mean, looking at Bungie's site for Marathon. It, I mean, it says huge from the creators of Halo and Destiny. They are absolutely banking on that name, saying, "Yeah, we know how to build a shooter. We've built shooters. Is this the shooter we're going to build that's going to be successful? Who knows? But you know, that's, well, hold on. That's they I mean, I mean, shooters. I mean, I mean, yes. Do they know how to build shooters? And oh, they're bringing oh, other oh, people. Oh, 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 no, no, no. I mean, no. <laughs> undisputably, yes, they know how to build shooters. I mean, when when you hear the PvP people talk about Destiny, you know, they talk about the gunplay, they talk about the gun feel. Halo, you know, is a fairly successful game. I mean, the, Bungie can build a shooter. Okay, there is no, there, there okay, is okay. no, there is no question. Uh, there is no question that Bungie can build a, a shooter. Can they build a PvP only shooter? Uh, we'll Here's see. a hot take: Can Bungie build a shooter? By themselves, because we I, I discussed this the other day. Mm. So Bungie built, so Bungie built Destiny with the help of Activision mm-hmm. and a number of and other they, studios at times. A number of other studios. Uh, Halo with the help of Microsoft. Yeah. Right. So can they build? Can they build a game purely by themselves? Because we've with, had games with Sony when I. When Activision, Ooh. well, Sony is the weird fish, isn't it? They turn around and go, we give you money, we get the rights. So if we want to do a Destiny live action movie, we pretty much own you. We can just do we that. We can do that? <laughs> right. Soon? <laughs> yeah. 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 Which, I mean, granted, you know, what, for, for one, I even just said, yeah, um, that's not happening anytime soon, especially now. 
But yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, movie, please. But, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Sony is still, you know, the man behind the curtain. You know how involved they are, whatever. Like, like there's still that big, there's still that huge, massive player behind the curtain of Bungie of, of Sony. Again, what you know, how that relationship stacks up to the Activision one or the Microsoft one. You know, none of us are to know. We don't work there, but there right. is still the the big giant, you know, ATM at least standing behind Bungie, if nothing else. I mean, like like you just said though about Marathon is is Marathon their own thing? Is anybody helping them build that? Is that no, going to be their first think. example? That hey, this is what we can do. You know, yeah. and well, didn't they have? Didn't they build something before Destiny? Uh, not Destiny. Mar- Marathon before. Yeah, Marathon was their first ever. Ninety three, right. ninety three, I think it was. And oh, then it yeah. came out with um, Halo, and then Destiny, and then no, there, there were full other games. back to Marathon. But right? I, I think the thing is, you you have to look at it as like Bungie are going on their name because they've never had a flop. Destiny, when it came out, was meant to be a flop, but look at it, it just succeeded and it succeeded. It just took off. We've now got a sequel that people are moaning about, but it's still going very strong. Mm-hmm. It's the name. Look. The issue you've got with Destiny players, and I love them to bits, and I love them, and I think that as a community, they are fantastic. But they will complain about everything that they can possibly well, that's complain like about. Every gaming community, <laughs> though, man, that's not limited. I'm a part of this community, players. so I see see this part. I see this part in this community where people are like, "Well, I don't like that change in that gun. I'm going to send and, people death threats." <laughs> oh, death threats! Wow. No, I mean it's also because Bungie's also gone back against their own word. Like they, they, how can you say they bit off more than they can chew? Like it still sticks out in my mind the moment that they wrote, "We will no longer nerf anything ever," right? Like, and then the fact that after that they went back to nerfing things and sunsetting and all this other stuff, right? And I know it's a necessary evil. I get that, but you know, in my heart. I, I still think you said you would never nerf anything ever again, and here you are just breaking your word all the damn time. You know what I'm saying? Wait, when did they say they're never going to nerf oh, something? They said they're never going to sunset. Never... No, this is way before they said they would never sunset. They, they said they would never nerf long before they said they'd never sunset. This was years but you have ago. To. You have to nerf. Yeah. It's, no, it's, what they, they said initially. They said initially, we, we're not going to do any more nerfing. What we're going to do is we're going to bring other things up to that level, right? So, you know, and then hence the power creep that I guess they didn't realize was going to happen if you didn't nerf anything anymore, right? But like I said, I get that you need to nerf, but I don't want them to. Like, I want my guns to be powerful. I want my rocket launchers to do rocket launcher level damage. I want my grenade launchers to still be the go-to for boss damage. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the fact that they nerf things. And every season we're going to be like, all right, a rocket launcher is going against this boss? Nope. All right. What about grenade launchers? Nope. What about machine guns? Nope. What about, holy crap, guys, did you know the, the Outbreak Perfected is back to being the top DPS dealer? What? You know? So I just, it, it's it's every season you got to find out what's the go-to stuff. And me, I'm a PvE main, right? So my main concern is DPS. What's the right. DPS for this season? So, but you know? what would you like to do though? Would you like it to be this steady, mediocre, like right thing, guys? I've got this gun. I'm gonna roll into this boss damage. Bang, bang, bang. Same damage. Awesome. Great. Into the next boss. I've well, got my same of, gun. Because a lot of people no, don't get those boring. guns. Well, like, if you have the it's guns, boring. it's boring. But, but if you that, don't have the guns, one. you're chasing those guns, and then by the time you get that gun, well, now that gun's no longer useful. 
That's D1 yeah. all over again. That's D1 with the Gallahorn. Gallahorn or nothing. Like that exactly. that was exactly. that was the D1 end game raiding experience. If you and didn't have boring. if you didn't have Gallahorn, you needed to fight your way into a raid. Yeah, and I agree. That it was the one thing that is like there are many other ways to do this. That was just the one way everyone did it because that's the way that worked or people never looked for anything else outside of hey, here's what we have. But there were plenty of what? other ways to get things done. Like I yeah, I I mean I'm with you. Having having things stay the same forever that doesn't lead to replayability. That leads yeah. to me picking up the game and putting it back down again. That leads yeah, to, oh, I, I can go do this, but it's the exact same thing as it was a year ago. Why am I back playing this? That's why I'm yeah, not replaying exactly. the Halo missions now or not doing things like that now. Not, it's the, it's the same like game Strand came over out. and over again. Strand came out. They didn't have to nerf something else for Strand to be good. Strand just came out and people were like, holy sh- I can just keep this boss in the air forever. <laughs> you know, and you didn't have to nerf Solar. You didn't have to nerf Ark. You didn't have to nerf Void. You didn't have to do anything. They came out with a thing, and that thing was strong on its own merit, right? So why not instead of nerfing the Gallarhorn into a uh, into a support rocket launcher that it is now? Why not bring out another rocket launcher? Why not bring back the Hothead and the Titanot, right? And at that point in time, Titans would be the go-to for all things, you know, PV, PVE. It's like, do you have the Tychonaut? Yes. Do you have the high head? Yes. Cool. We have DPS freaking map wide for days, right? Because yeah, but then it just makes it easy. Then it makes it I fun though. You you come to what? this game to get the godlike feeling. I'm coming here with space magic. I want to be a space god. Let me do that at least for a season. You know. <laughs> but, but you have got space. You have got space like godhood. You put the solar build on with your little hammers, and you're doing like thirty thousand points of damage with hammers. Like nerf that stuff into the ground. You should not be doing the amount of damage that Titans do with a hammer throw, not a hammer or punch. I do apologize. Titans shouldn't be hitting that hard. That should be hunters with the freaking uh, the thing that I'm currently wearing right now that I forgot the name of the live There you go. Please move closer to the mic, sir. But I, I want I want the game to be difficult. I want the game to have difficulties. I don't want to just roll into something and just wreck it completely. I understand the, the thought of, I'm a god, I want to wreck things, I want to make it fun. I want it to be difficult. I don't want... I want it to be technically difficult and not them throw um, champions in there. I, yeah. Like, oh, well, let's make it hard. There's 50 champions. You have to kill these champions first before you get to the boss. I don't like that. I need it to be technically hard. I need it to be DPS technically hard. Like um, the the final boss in Oryx where you have to go and you have to get the, um, the bombs and all that sort of stuff. Garden of Salvation where you have to be linked. You have to uh, link them to get the floor back. I like that. I don't want DPS. I don't want to be able to smash things into oblivion. On DPS, I want it to be difficult. I but like this game because have it's both. Difficult. What if you can have the difficult mechanic in order to get to the boss phase, and then <laughs> with whatever you got, right? You can have both. But that, but that, <laughs> but that, I mean, what? I mean, that's that's what we've had forever. Stand in a, stand in a well and just pour damage onto something. Yeah. And Bungie said, yeah, like, yeah, 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 we want to we want to get away from that. We don't want you just to say, you know, Bungie doesn't want there to be one go to way to do a thing. I mean, again, that was D1. It was pop a bubble, grab a Gallahorn, and nuke a boss. That was it. That was the strat for the entire life of D1. Look at the new Warlock Exotic. I think this was Bungie's way of saying, saying, you don't need a well. Let's give the Warlocks this 
ridiculous looking helmet that does amazing things with trace rifles. You know, who needs a well when you have a constant stream of something that's debuffing the boss, right? So you can use the new um, strand weapon, which gives the boss a debuff, and he just lays on him indefinitely, right? He can also, you know, pop a couple rounds on his friends to give them armor. Or you could go, I mean, the, the divinity is, you know, the divinity, right? And then the cold heart, which is, I mean, if you could just lay on the trigger with cold heart ramping up its damage, that's not a bad thing either, right? So I think that was a good way for them to tell Warnox, look, you're more than just your well, right? <laughs> yeah, but, and I like that. But also no, because it's yeah, still no. well. Like yeah. giving giving the the warlock is not the one who needs the well alternative. If you're a warlock, you know, and you're like, I'm gonna go do a hard thing with my friends, I'm gonna bring a well. That, yeah. Period. Full stop. You're not going. Well, maybe I won't. No, you're, you're bringing the well. Because Just like D one, you were bringing the bubble. There was no question about this. It was, the only question was, how many are you bringing? Well, you still technically because- have a bubble now. But they got nerfed, so the all the all the warlocks supers in theory got nerfed because they were quite powerful, like Chaos Reach and and um, the Nova Bomb oh, and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's been that back too. Oh. Chaos Reach through walls, absolutely fantastic. It was the, the <laughs> if you're talking about PvP, Chaos Reach through walls. No, I didn't say that. I'm thinking PVE, right? Chaos Reach. Dude, like that season when Chaos Reach came out, I think most of that season I played as a warlock because there was nothing better than that Kamehameha feeling, especially with the Geomancers, right? You just laid yeah. on that thing and you felt like Goku in Super Saiyan mode, or at least I did. I don't know about you guys, but I gave me the good feels. <laughs> you know what I mean? But our, but our supers does nothing. Like, as a warlock, and so we have to roll back to the fact that we have a well to keep people alive. And I understand. I don't understand... I don't understand that we have to have a well. Is we warlocks are pigeonholed into having well, like mm-hmm. um, titans are pigeonholed into having um, the dome, and then a hunter's pigeonholed into having golden gun, the one shot golden gun with the celestial knight. What? Hope, if they want we to haven't go had that to way. use that in a while. That's, the, yeah, that's nerfed. The as blade hell. barrage is better. Our strand super does way more damage. Granted, it requires yes, us to be close, but fair enough. Right, but you haven't needed the 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 golden gun in a minute, you know. Man, I don't play. I don't play hunters, man. Like <laughs> you guys suck. That's, excuse me. You guys suck. You're such a bad guy. You can't even jump in the air. Oh, look at me! I'm gonna walk up jump, to that guy because I can't jump. Up. I can jump. I can jump very far over long distance, and I just float. Yeah. I'm all good. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. So like, it's take, always take we always get to jump up. Uh-huh. Well, there's, there, there's the problem. Uh, it's it's the kind problem. of a big one. That's what's transformed. We get, we get, <laughs> we get pigeonholed into well, uh, into well, and then mm-hmm. you because you get pigeonholed into deep uh, into divinity now because of the helmet. Mm-hmm. So you're like, uh, so you just get pigeonholed. Like that's the go-to for a warlock. Is all right, guys. You bring wall. You bring well and divinities. Well, you guys so are like you meant to be the support though. Right? If you didn't support, then who would? How would people stay alive if you didn't support? Aside from a Titan bubble. But then you gotta come out of the bubble to fire. Now, if they give Titans an exotic, which would allow your teammates to shoot through the bubble, boom! Changes the entire meta. You don't need your well anymore. So then you just you know pigeonhole I mean? Titans into having that role then. Yeah. I am see, absolutely okay with that. <laughs> You're nerfing, you're nerfing one class for the next, and you just says you didn't like nerfing, so 
So you help, help. You still so have the well. Nothing's wrong with the well. If you want to use the well instead of a Titan bubble, you can still use the well. I'm not saying nerf the well. I'm just saying get bring something up to its level, like letting people shoot through a bubble. You know what? What could we do to pigeonhole hunters into being in the support class where they have to run the same thing to keep the team alive? If there was something good enough, as good as a well on a hunter, I would run it. I would. No questions asked. If I could keep my team alive, I would do it. Hell yeah! So what? So just like I like to use, I like to use the um the like my analogy is like World of Warcraft, Uh, and I like so. So you get a titan. That titan should be able to aggro stuff. And you should have an aggro, an aggro, um, an aggro um, super special where he drags aggro to him, and he should be able to take that aggro like the fighter of World of Warcraft. I th- I think the hunters are exactly where they are. They are fast, big damage dealers. We'll we'll put them in the same thing as the rogue of World of Warcraft, and then the warlock is a um, like a clericy druidy kind of thing where they are like you said he is a he is a class where we'll basically support class where we keep people alive i want to put titans into a pigeonhole uh hunters into a pigeonhole and then warlocks into a pigeonhole and then define those pigeonholes for them i'd love if they if he did a, like the titan did a roar and he dragged more people in and they come to him and then he can take the damage so he'd have a what? Slower it already movement. is what you're talking about, though. Traditionally speaking, hunters have been the DPS, titans have been the tanks, and you guys have been the ones that keep everybody alive. Traditionally speaking, we're already the aggro on goes, those roles. But the aggro goes on to everybody. If I shoot, the aggro comes on to me, where the titan should be able to bang, this is my aggro, I'm going to take all this damage. So Fair. you'd have to change their classes. So you'd have to go, all right, slow, slow speed, high recovery. Or high, um, yeah, high recovery, and then hunters, high speed, low recovery. So they glass hammers. So they allow to run around really quickly. They get hit. They get knocked out. Where then the wall well, I mean, is. That's, that's the... basically how it is for us. Yeah. Oh come on, guy! <laughs> it, it, like it's not because they uh, the the recovery and the resilience. Only with exactly arc. Same for all. Only with arc. For all arc, arc is the one subclass where hunters have ridiculous survivability, and that's only because we punch. If you have the liar's handshake, that second punch heals you. And if you kill something, you get a heal. And if you're around three or more enemies, you get greatly increased defense, right? So for arc class, I'll give you that. Hunters are incredibly beefy and tanky with arc. But outside of arc, we are glass cannons, you know? We do damage, and we hope we don't get hit, because then we die, you know? That it's not the case, though. You can turn around and sit there, shoot a full round of... Um, shoot- Shoot a full clip of a submachine gun into them. They run at you. They do a little, little, little dodge. bit of a dodgy dodge, and they go, "Oh yeah, oh check me out, bang!" And then they kill you. You're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And you PvP, right? We, we've jumped into PvP. PvP. I, I slip back and forth. I slip back yeah. and forth. But what well, I want is PvP ailment with the dodge that heals you a little bit. Is that what you're referring to? You shouldn't, you shouldn't get any. Shouldn't, you shouldn't, shouldn't get any healing. You should get no healing. None. No healing for you. But that's what you're referring to, right? Is is the yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah there's there's a do- there's a dodge, and then like you said, there's a punch on the second punch that heals you. You shouldn't get any healing, no healing for you. Super. Okay, well then, then you better heal me with everything you got. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You, then people will choose. You pigeonhole the characters more, and then people can actually choose instead of going, "Well, I like this character because he floats," or "I like this character because he punches." 
You know, because uh-huh. like like nothing really makes any difference. And none of the stats except for resilience and discipline makes any difference or recovery in if you PVP, want to. Right? In in anything, in PV. Like I say, Chirong, if you're doing PvP, uh, PvE, you want high resilience and then high recovery. So if you get hit, it comes back really quickly. Mm. But then, then, then speed, does, uh, like uh, mobility, doesn't make anything. That's why I run, like, I, th- I think maybe I maybe run warlocks. Like 10. Maybe that's what a warlock wants. But hunters, we want, um, most of the time, we want discipline and, um, and resilience, right? Because our healing comes, like I said, we have the double punch, which will heal us, right? Um, we don't really need uh, strength anymore because we have so many ways of getting our 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 melees back, our our you know upgraded melees back. I mean, you have Monte Carlo. We have uh, just stuff within our own kit that gives us back our you know melee instantly. I, I got to dodge next to you when I get my melee back, right? So yeah. we don't need strength either. So then, what about recovery? Well, recovery. We've accepted the fact that we're glass cannons, and we don't care about recovery because our goal is to try to kill you before we die right so resilience absolutely recovery is not something a lot of hunters look into unless it's a throwaway stat if we have if we have the other two stats we're looking for yeah i'll throw some in in recovery just because right but it's not our go-to if you get what i'm saying right now for warlocks it's different because you're you're not your well your um rift depends on your recovery right but i don't think i, I don't think Hunters really care about uh, recovery at all, and I want to say not real big on Titans list either. You know, you guys no, are all Titans about is the... strength, isn't it? Strength and um, resilience. I thought it was discipline and resilience, like us, because right. they want their nades, the nightly nades, right? But I don't know. That's why I'm asking the Titans. <laughs> resilience, recovery, discipline. Oh my god! Oh, so it is recovery. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's yeah. it, but it's it's like that across I the stay board. Alive. Like yeah. <laughs> So on my character is high high um, resilience, high recovery, high discipline. But then and then now Titans is high recovery, high uh, resilience, high discipline. Like it's exactly the same build. It's just they mm-hmm. have different mm-hmm. things of different ways of punching people or different ways of doing stuff. I'd yeah. love it to be pigeonholed so they have to rely on the pigeonhole of strength and like of this. I don't want to turn around and go, oh, well, I've got a build that like, just gives me back everything straight away because that's mm-hmm. once again like yay. I punch, I get it back. Yay. And it, it takes away from the build crafted as well mm-hmm. that I find that like you, you're hunting for the armor that gives you the big stats that you like. Because it used to be like 100, mobi- you needed 100 mobility. But then mobility was, it, for Warlocks, it was like, it's only make you jump higher. And then it's like, well, what's, what's the point of that? Like I run, I think I run 10 to 20 mobility, if that. And then all the rest is all in res- recovery, discipline, and um, resilience. Well- Outside of Hunter Dodge, mobility doesn't do anything except... And people say it helps you run faster. It doesn't. It helps you move faster while crouched, and it helps you walk faster, but it does not help you run faster. I can't tell how many people think that mobility makes you run faster. It does not. Everybody runs at the same speed unless you have a buff that makes you run faster. Mobility does not make you run faster. It just makes you walk faster and crouch, uh, crouch move faster. Yeah, but then it, it, was a, it was a time, like two or three years ago, that resilience didn't do anything. Yeah. It, it was actually nothing. Like, why would you have 100 resilience if you get shot in the head with a sniper, uh, sniper bullet? You're a dead man. Mm-hmm. You get shot yeah. with... Now you get shot with a, a 100 resilience in the head, you're a dead man. It's like, well, what is the point of... Resilience back then just gave you more health, right? 
Now it gives you more health and damage reduction, but back then it just gave you like more health. Like if you had, uh, if you had, uh, what was it, um, ten resilience back in the day, you had hundred and ninety health. Wasn't that how it was? I don't think it gave you more health. I think it just you took less. You know, it scaled the damage yeah. down. Like, yeah, like, I mean, that's what Bunny's always described as like it's a damage scaler. It's you know, at zero resilience, you're going to take a hundred damage from the shot. At ten resilience, you'll take eighty damage. You know, again, whatever the numbers are. It's just, you know, the more, the beefier your armor, the less damage you'll take from the same input. You're, you're still, with the 100 resilience, you're still going to get two taps to the head, you dead, with a, um, with a um, hand cannon. Okay. Or two, two to the head, one to the chest, or whatever it is. <laughs> Sounds like the Marine Corps. Um, but yeah, I mean, you sound like I did, what, a year or two ago, whenever I was complaining about how they're blurring the lines between the classes. Because they gave Titans a dodge, Right. Uh, which is what the hunters have, and then they gave Titans a chargeable melee, which is a warlock thing, you know. So it's just like, like that's how I was feeling. It's just like you, you're blowing the lines. Why even have three classes if you're going to make Titans do everything? You well, know, they give they give the hunter the uh, the blink. Um, in theory, not as good as the obviously the warlock blink and stuff like that. Yeah, do you no. think? Do you, do yeah. you think it's a I'm trying to say this in the best way and not being insulting. But do you think this is a... Do you think it's Bungie giving participation awards to everyone? Like, the game... Yes. Everything's easy now. You yep. get... you Because, get, like, just work as the grenades. So people are complaining that the Titan... Is the Titan magnet, magnetic grenade? That's just stuck on the wall, and then when you pass, it blew up and shot you, and, like, completely killed you all the time. Um, I think you're thinking of the hunter trip mine, which was a problem mine? for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and so they're yeah. like, "Well, people complained about it. Like, what? Why is why is the warlock grenade can't kill anything, and then the hunter trip mine can kill everything? Like, it doesn't matter if you get. We caught. had to help with an exotic though. By itself, it doesn't. We had to have an exotic they, to beef up its damage. You know. But then they to go well. But then they go well. Hell, what? We'll just give everybody that one. So you can't complain about it because everybody's got it now. Yeah. But then, like every class has got it now. Like it's like you said, it's blurring the lines. It's watering down each class, so they kind of blur it into one. And then it's going. Well, everybody can have this medal. Everybody can have this. So it's kind of reducing the the difficulty of the game. It's reducing the the amount of gripes you have with the game because everybody has this bloody. Uh, we, saw, we call those we call we call those commendations now, sir. Those are commendations we hand out to each other for for participating in things. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, because like even um, uh, oh, it was another one that I tried to, that I that I thought of, and I can't I can't think of it. It's gone now. It's gone. It's not important. It's gone. It'll come Welcome back. to my life. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thing, and then it went away. No, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's good. It's good. I just. It's a good talk, I mean, but yeah, with, with what Bungie's doing, they say, oh, we're making the game harder, but you kind of didn't. You just added more champions, and then the class distinction, every time uh, every time a new expansion comes out, you have less and less things that differentiate the classes. I mean, did I complain about Titans for years? Yes, but it's it's kind of it's kind of a thing, you know? I mean, and like, I think back to my military days, you know, Marines are always going to mess with army guys, and Air Force is always going to mess with Marines and things like that, right? We're all on the same team. We all play the same, you know, we're all there for the same reasons, but you know what? Sometimes messing around with each other is just fun in its own right, you know? Mm. 
Let there be the differences. Let there be the animosity. That's part of the game. That's part of the community. You know, like you, you like Hunter suck. Well, I think Warlocks suck. How about that? You know, no, I don't. I I like Warlocks. I think Titans suck. But that's not the point. Um, you know, it's just it's everybody gets their own opinion. Everybody gets their own class. Everybody gets their own identity. And you know, that's that's why I like being a hunter. I identify. That sounded so weird. <laughs> Yeah, identifies a hunter. Identifies right? a hunter. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know that's that's that's, that's what I feel most time. comfortable playing. You know what I'm saying? And to just like force me to play Titan for, you know, eight months, uh, just really took me out of my comfort zone, man. I I didn't like it, you know. And people were like, oh, it's just because you never played Titan. I played it for almost a year. <laughs> Exclusive. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, you know, know, I mean, it, like we all play this game because we we gravitate toward different playstyles, and yeah, like yeah. you know, maybe, maybe what it says on the tin isn't exactly how that character plays in the game, but it's still, it's like this is the idea of what this character is, so that's where I'm going to gravitate toward. Mm-hmm. Or hey, I really like, like, I mean, I I still have spent way more hours on my Titan, but I love what the warlock can do. I love bringing that child of the old gods to a fight. I love giving my team arc buddies. I love throwing yeah. that rift down and Iron Banner and being like, "All right, you get a friend, you get a you get a friend, you get a friend. We're going this way with our buddies. Now there's twelve yeah. of us. Let's go." Twelve <laughs> of us. Like, like I love I love that feeling of like I can <laughs> I can buff you. I love as a Titan taking that taking my void wall and being like, "I'm gonna set this near you. You keep engaging. I'm gonna keep you safe while we continue this Doesn't fat I battle." Give them a shield, uh, an overshield if you do that to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Let okay. me throw this overshield down while we're doing this. You know, nightfall or whatever. Let me let me make sure you're alive. You're hitting, you're taking damage. Let's keep you up and going. You don't have to worry about healing. I got you. Now we're back in the fight. Like mm-hmm. I love I love playing that support role, and I almost wish there was a better support class that wasn't quite so dedicated to it. I mean, the well lock obviously, but like I just I love those little moments where it's like, hey, I can throw this down, and we're gonna you know give the team a boost just by playing the game. I'm not like totally building into it, not completely spec into it, just. I've got something. I love taking that channel of the old gods, sticking it on a capture zone, and be like, you can stand there. If you really want to, it's going to take those 11 ticks of damage every single time, but you can absolutely stand there. Let me throw a grenade and, and you know, add to the fun. Let me throw an arc buddy on it. Not Watch the arc buddy and the child go around. They don't get out the way, right? Like it, yeah. it, can, it has the potential to kill yeah. somebody from full health, right? Well, they've only got... Like, I don't know about full health. They've only, yeah, at maximum, they've only got 200 health, in theory. Yeah. So they'd have to... It'd have to tick for a really long time to be able to do yeah, all I don't, the I don't th- Yeah, I don't think it'll tick. I mean, because it takes 11, I think it's 11 points of damage each tick, but I, uh, it's, I don't know how many ticks. Seven, um, eight ticks, maybe. Maybe if that, you know, I mean, again, I've never counted them. I'm sure somebody has a video that will tell you exactly how many, but like, I don't think it'll enough. take you from full. But yeah, but if you're, if you're, if someone's running from an engagement and either doesn't realize they're in the Child of the Old God or you send it over as you're getting killed while the rest of your team continues to engage that point, that child of the old god absolutely will keep ticking down and giving your team that advantage. And that's, and do you that's what heal I like about it. From the damage you deal? No. Isn't that how no, that works? Like you siphon life with the child? No. Nope. Nope. I, just just pure, just pure damage. Yeah, no, that would be amazing if it was. I mean I, so I would I would live through way more encounters if that were the case. <laughs> have you seen have you seen when you have arc buddies and uh, the child of the old god? Yes. They kind of rotate around each other? Yes, the, the little custom animation they did. Oh, I love it. I I, yes, I, I got cool. the other day and I got the other day. I that's just sat and watched idea. it for a minute, and them just circling each other. It's like, oh, those are yeah. two little sharks that are gonna screw somebody up. <laughs> yeah, that be it's very very cool. Like I love the things that Bungie does, like the attention to detail that they do. Um, but yeah, uh, 
So if they were going to bring out, so if they were ever, instead of three classes, bring out a fourth class, what do you reckon mm. the class would ever be? Kinetic, no. <laughs> so I've just hung up on that ever since I saw that. Um, okay, well, theoretically, you have the take class. Theoretically, you have the UPS class. And then theoretically, you have the support class. So what is not included in the three theoreticals that we have that some other games have, right? The, the engineer class, the I can, I something, something Vex tech, and now I can like, you mm-hmm. know, you know, not have to say build, tur- not, you know, not to say build turrets. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Like a splicer class. No, pop, pop honestly, a portal. I, Maybe I can I've pop been, a portal I, from here to there. get you where you need to be. Something like that. I mean, I mean honestly, I've been waiting to be able to play as a cabal. Or as, a, or as an Elixney, or, you know, you know, give me a playable character as them and just open, well, open them up to me. Not a class. <laughs> but I, same, I, same I actually, um, I actually, run a, um, I actually run a Destiny D&D uh, player podcast thing. And you can nice. actually, in the, in the game, you can actually play Cabal, Elixney, and Hive, and, um, and Scions as well. In the actual D&D Destiny world, you can play all them. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Do do the hive ever make progress, or are they constantly battling somebody because of the hive logic? It seems like that would really get in the way of of, of your day to day life. <laughs> it kind of it doesn't make any sense because they they hive, but then they have a ghost. So I'm like, oh, well, like, that's uh, lucid hive. It's canon well, now. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this is this is written like years ago. But yeah, so I I do a, a Destiny D and D podcast with that, and it's uh, it's. It's very much fun. Like it's so much fun. But oh, yeah, man. like I, I never lose anybody. I know a guy who likes D and D. And the name man, of your I, podcast I, like, and how we'd find it is. Oh, um, ooh, what's it called? Um, season of Redacted Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Because I hate because like there's, there's a man that knows his branding. I, I like that. I appreciate that. I, I couldn't think of a name. <laughs> I couldn't think of a name. So season of Redacted Podcast. But like we, I, I, I get guests on. But like a six, um, uh, like a five to six game, um, like arc, and so I just get everybody on. We have a few games. We kill a lot of things, and then you go on your way. It's it's, it's look. I've been doing it for a year now, and it's really really good fun. It's really good fun. Uh, Reese Ball would Reese really Ball? really like to come join you. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just have but to I deal would. with my timeline, though. Uh, well, if you, I mean, you, depending if you on the timeline, that might not be too bad. You do have to show up at four o'clock in the morning. That's the only catch. He, he's, yeah, well, just that's 14, the like, he's just fourteen hours ahead of his respawn. That's it. It's just it's a mere fourteen hours. Well, I it's, play, a, I play. it's actually not bad because because it, you know it's almost back around. <laughs> Here we go then. Here we go. So I'm playing tomorrow. I I'm I'm actually live tomorrow at past eight. Um, Australia time. Past eight. So what's eight minus fourteen? What's what's a well, it'll minus be, fourteen is going to be six. It, so six a.m. for me. Oh, that's not bad. I can be up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. You're just starting yeah, so to early, see? Yeah. So I'm playing, I'm playing actually, I'm live tomorrow. On um, I go live on Twitch and TikTok and stuff like that. Nice. So it's, it's, uh, it's very, very cool. It's like, because I've, I, I'm going to go completely off air. I'm going to like fanboy. So I've literally killed Marasov, killed the Traveler. In, in the D&D Morley. game? You mean? Yeah, in the D&D game. Put them all in the thing, and Shax is the big baddie. What? And, yeah, yeah, and Siva's taken over the Traveler and stuff like that. That's what I've done. So. Throw more grenades oh. now. 
Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so so Shax is like a level 20, and he punched one of the guys who's only like a level 8 and just completely decimated him. Uh, natural 20 on that's the uh, natural 20 on the dice and boof just blew him apart i was like yes this is no amazing. that's canon in in, in mm. what it was shacks right that clapped somebody's head from their shoulders that was him yeah right? and, um yeah um felwinder's light yeah felwinder oh that was Felwind. yeah yeah he, no he he knocked felwinder's head off right yeah with, yes with, with, the, um, with the slap yeah yeah well, but then you got like you got like cora ray who did the old um i think he, he, she put a shotgun up his butt and pull the trigger. Guardian down. Who? Felwinter? I ca- I her to uh, Shaxx. Oh, what? In the law, yeah, yeah, in the law, yeah. By all accounts. What did he do to Ikora to make her that Ikora's mad? Ikora's a beast, man. She is like she is proper hardcore. I wouldn't want to mess about with Ikora. Yeah, beast or not, though, you gotta you gotta do something for someone to stick a shotgun up your butt. I don't care how hardcore they are. That is that is personal. That is personal anger. They just huh? come back to life. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. They come back to life. It, that, that doesn't matter. You, you sodomize somebody with a shotgun. Okay. Walk it off. She's good. She's she's a uh, she's she's a she's a piece of work. She is the old Ikora. I like it. <laughs> Fun fact: Ikora has the longest hair out of all the Vanguards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, because the other two are ro- well, one's a robot and the other one's bald. So, well, they're all bald. Well, but... Yeah. They're, well, now they're she has, now they're all bald. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there was a um, there was a talk there was a talk in the law um, a few years ago that they needed to get rid of the vanguard. The city can't grow because of the vanguard in them. What do you reckon? Should we reckon, do you reckon we get rid of the vanguard now? What? Hold on. What? We're well. We're well on our way. Yeah. Well, so the law. Why, the why law can't, no, hold on. Why can't we grow because of the vanguard? So they so they were saying that um, they they went on to say that the tower is the ivory tower, and then we roll up there as guardians and all that sort of stuff on our tower, and then we bring all the enemies to the tower without us being here, without the without the traveler being here, and us in the tower. We there wouldn't be a war because nobody would give a crap. About well, the, there would the be a war because the ba- the first set of baddies that came to kill us would have just killed us, and like, that would have been okay. it. Hey, hey, <laughs> just the law, man. It's, not, it's it's like my view. I'm like, I need. I think we what? should get rid of the vanguard myself, but I but like, yeah, get rid but, of the Titan vanguard. I chorus the last one standing. Well, God. you can't say you can't say too you need soon, to get rid bro. of the Titan Too vanguard. soon, man. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, no, no, and, yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not trying to make fun or po- you know, poke fun or make light, but I mean, just logi- unfortunately, logistically, well, we're getting by all accounts for a little while. At least. By all accounts, Lance Reddick is voice. Um, his actual voice lines have been recorded all the way up into Lightfall anyway. Well, hold you, on. Mean, you mean Final Shape? Because because I yeah. think they were saying uh, the other day. Shape, sorry. Yeah, well, I think they were saying they had done the last lines they had recorded with him in the se- in, in the story week. from this season. Yeah, like yeah, from yeah, this yeah, season. Yeah. That was because it, yeah. it that was the last lines that he recorded for this season. Ah, uh, oh, not the, yeah, so right. The, now the last could lines be, recorded ever. Yeah. Just so if for they were season. doing everything up oh. to the final mm. shape and got him to record all of that, and then went right, we're now going to work on the season stuff, and the, that was literally the last line that he recorded for mm. ever. But then the the following seasons, he's also they maybe they've done it out of order kind of thing. 
But that was, yeah, the, yeah. I think that was the thing that they were just pointing out. That was the last line that he ever recorded. Not this is the last line you're ever going to hear of him that he recorded. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, so that was the last like, line. It made it sound yeah. like those were the last lines he ever recorded. Well, they, they were. The season. They were. They were the last lines he ever recorded. But they yeah, weren't but, yeah, the but only we're, lines. We're not hearing those lines. Yeah, it, it could all be out of order. Uh, you don't know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah, because they, like I said, they've 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 prepared the next couple of seasons. You know, with, you know, they're what they're they're working. You know, three what like three four seasons ahead of us, or two three seasons ahead. Yeah, that like the next season is packaged and ready to go. They're not still recording voiceover and doing that work. Yeah, yeah, that, so yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, no, I I heard it the same way. It's like this is it. This is the last ever. It's like yeah, no, that makes sense. The last of the season. Yeah. But yeah, the the other seasons are done. You as players just have not heard them yet. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're actually going to keep him around like indefinitely because they've got all these voice lines, right? And then the AI is really good at recreating people's voices nowadays. So, I mean, like, is Zavala just going to be here indefinitely? Maybe as a tribute to, you know, Lance Reddick? You know, Zavala is going to be the last standing vanguard kind of thing. I would assume, you know, he somehow... Kane had a good goodbye. If you're going to kill a yeah. character, that's how you do it. Yeah, you know but it wasn't saying? Cade, was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Cade. the what voice saying, actor. I mean, but right, right. No, but what I'm saying is, since the voice mm. actor is gone, you know, if you wanted to get somebody else that could, you know, be the new Titan Vanguard, whomever that might be, maybe this, maybe the shape that we're rescuing from Titan, maybe she the, could be the no, new Titan thing, Vanguard. The thing know, is, but, you, the thing is, what you've got to think of it is, Bungie in their world of wisdom won't take into a. I mean, they'll have to take into effect that he's died, but mm-hmm. they won't have figured that into the destiny storyline for Zavala. If they'll do what they did with uh Ikora, they couldn't get hold of the voice actor, they can't get hold of the voice actor for Zavala, they recast. It's it's not a big thing. They probably won't make a big deal of it. They'll probably integrate the other guy slowly. Mm-hmm. You won't notice, you won't know, and they'll just round out his story and that'll be it for Zavala. They won't I don't think they'll kill him off in game. I don't know. Mm. He's got a very recognizable voice. Whenever Cade changed voice actors, the guy did a really good job at, at keeping the yes, personality did, of... Yeah, no, but did you spot Ikora? When her voice actress changed? Yes. Yeah. I did, only because I'm a huge, you know, Firefly fan. Did you? Or did you wait for us to point it out? No, I did. I recognized that she wasn't the same voice actress. Well, she sounds very similar. Yeah. I- Ikora does, I mean, like, Ikora does so little, like, you're not, yeah. honestly, I don't think I would have ever noticed, because you just don't interact with Ikora that often. Like, I just don't even hear her voice. Like, you know, Lance Reddick, I hear all the time, because I'm going to Zavala to talk to him. Like, I just, yeah. I, you know, I've I, I talked to Ikora to pick up my new stuff for my subclass. That's the last time I talked to Ikora. Yeah, she's been pushed off. I'd like him to give him a good send-off. Like, a massive good send-off, like Cade. Just roll in mm-hmm. there, guns blazing. And then, or something, you know what I mean? Because we've only ever seen him pop a bubble and block a bullet with a shoulder pad. You know, <laughs> he, he hasn't done much in the no, way. No, he's popped a couple of bubbles. He he pop, popped a bubble when the tower got destroyed, and then when he was trying to save us, when we were wandering through the tower, he right. popped another he bubble. There's at least two bubble, bubbles though. popped. There's still just so a bubble being popped, regardless so of the number, just, right? Okay. He's only doing what Titans can do is just pop a bubble. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. trying to say? I mean, yeah. I mean, I want to see him. I want to see him like, like, like when Cade was going out. You saw Cade pop, uh, golden gun. He popped blade barrage. You know, he he did a couple of supers, right? 
And instead of seeing him pop a bubble for once, you know, maybe do like the Superman slam. Maybe he just pulls out a burning maul and just beats the living <laughs> out of whoever's trying to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Just, just something more than a bubble. <laughs> I would like to see him pop a bubble, keep the fire team safe, pull out the burning maul, launch into a thunder crash, and yeet himself into the big bad, saving the day. <laughs> As the glorious, you know, maybe, hero maybe dies he does. in a blaze maybe of glory. We don't, maybe we don't destroy the witness. Maybe it's Zavala. Maybe he's the one that saves the world. Ooh, like a suicide pack kind of thing? Yeah, that's it. Oh, we get to maybe. that point in the story where we weaken them so, enough that Zavala goes, hold my beer, I've got this, and he takes her out. <laughs> what I dislike, what I dislike about certain things is that the way Bungie, you're in a, you're in a mission and then you hear this massive fight going on somewhere else. And they go, yeah, Zavala's in here. He's doing all this business. And you're just like killing, like fallen and stuff. And then you go, yeah, that was a great fight, guys. Um, we, we're going somewhere else now. And you don't get to see any of that action. You don't get to see <laughs> any of that cutscene or anything. And that, that infuriates me. That absolutely grips me. Like, it's got all this action. Like, there was, um, there was a law book where... Um, uh, when the Fallen first came into the city and Crow was there and um, they were they were crowding around um, Temporary, the, the, the Fallen Pass guy, and they were saying about this riot and Crow come out, pulled his gun out, shot her in the air and like everybody dispersed and stuff. But yeah. It was only written in the law. I was like, that would have been such a great cutscene. Like, this is why we even need if it was one of those TV show ones. Right? Good. Like, like this is why we need the TV show. There's so many incredible moments and fights. I want to see Sate 14 fighting his way through the Vex network. Yeah. I want to see that journey. I want to see that struggle. I want to see him, you know, the good, the bad, the middle. Yeah. There have been all, you know, no, again, do you, you want to see him, another great example. see him fight to the death or do you want to see him fight to the point to where we rescue him? Because there's well, two no, different well, timelines. You know? Well, I'll, I'll take it all. I mean, there are so there are so many stories in the lore to tell. Give mm. give me an you know, give me a podcast, give me an audiobook, give me a TV, give me a movie. It's like there's so you know, this is a decade of rich storytelling that we have largely not seen. I yeah. would love to see it. And even outside of the actual story, they could have like a like a season where they just go through Callus's uh, uh, fanboy. You know, and shows us like the what if universe for Marvel. You know how they have Marvel has the what if? Well, mm-hmm. you have Callus's fanboy, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, and it shows us what Callus writes down if it would actually occur. Like when we forced the drifter to eat his own ghost and shot him in the face. I keep bringing that up because that was hardcore, you know? Have you, have you seen the, um, the fan, the fan made fiction of that? Uh, the, uh, the ink. Somebody actually made that? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it got put in uh, the Destiny uh, bulletin um, <gasps> like yesterday. It's it's all like fan fiction, so you have to point out it's fan fiction because it, it kind of takes liberties in certain um, certain aspects. But it's very very cool. It's very very cool. It's mostly because like the Drifter obviously is, something's going to happen with the Drifter because he's got he's having more vocal um, recordings in the um, in the helm. You go to that mm-hmm. little thing and he talks a lot more. So I think it's going to be a big decision, um, either this season or next season, dealing with the Drifter, um, which would be really cool because I think he's a very, very cool character that gets underused. Maybe agreed. Get rid of 
maybe can get rid of Gambit, maybe. Is it is it Drift, Drifter believes your ghost is Why sus? Why everybody be hating on Gambit, dude? God. Look, when Gambit, Gambit originally came out, when Gambit originally came out, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. When Prime came out, and once again, all the teams where you have to be the the person who invaded, you have to be the person who looked after this and the person who did that. I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. And for the, the love of whatever in somebody's brain, they decided, well, we're just going to take it and we're just going to put it into the gambit that it is now. And I think that's wrong. I think yeah, they should have yeah, left the way it, it is now is still pretty fun. You know? Eh. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite parts is when the other team is about to win and then, you know, we come from behind and, and nuke the boss and they thought they had it and we're just like, ha, ah, I don't think so. Dinosaur Gambit. Yeah, that's a different game though, T-Rex. That's a different game, bud. Yeah, so I think he's going to be a big part. Um, yeah, I th- I reckon he's going to be a big part. I think he's going to come back as something that leads up to the new season, the new DLC. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I like him as a character. Like, like I, I was I was judging. I went for the judging title. I, I sided with him instead of the Vanguard when we had to make that choice. I like him as a character. He's mysterious. He's clever. He's a bit of a... And he's been around... He's been around for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've yeah. read... I've, there, there's some story there. I would like to see. I love it. the lore. I love the lore. Um, and I... Because he's the only one, in theory, that's been outside of the solar system, outside of Sol. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, that's when he got put on a... Um, uh, put on a planet where the light was fading and they had the beast that could actually steal his light but it's a really weird timey-wimey thing where he's on the planet but Gaal is actually taking hold of the traveler so it's on that timeline uh-huh. mm. and so that's where he that's where he kitbashed his ghost to have like a multiple of other ghosts yeah and that's also why like we were able to feed him you know in in the calisaur that's how we were able to feed him his own ghost is because the drifter will eat anything because on that planet he's starved to death like what thousands of times. So yeah, yeah food food to the drifter is has a different meaning entirely, you know? Mm-hmm. So we gave him a sandwich, he thought it was a little bit crunchy because we were feeding him his ghost, but he kept eating it anyway. <laughs> the thing yeah, is he's, 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 with, with the he's drifter a very, very cool character. Yeah, he is a cool character, and we we did that whole thing of choosing whether we wanted to be uh, with him in that whole mm-hmm. storyline or against him in that storyline, and that hasn't kind of gone anywhere since. I mean, there are a few dialogue lines where he still calls me a snitch if, on one certain character. You weren't on his team, you? I, yeah, no, I, you I chose both paths. I one character chose one, the other the other one chose the the, the opposite path because I wanted to see both sides of the coin. I wanted to see where the, where it went. And it's kind of gone nowhere. Yeah, most takes. Yeah, it, it it didn't go anywhere, and that's my that's the most infuriating part. Like they make you do all these choices and stuff, and then it just goes, "Wow, it doesn't know. You don't have to. It doesn't make any difference." Right, there's no consequences. Yeah. 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 That would have been funny. If... Oh, yeah. No, it, it, depending on what you chose between him or her, uh, or him or the vanguard you, we could potentially be playing two different versions of destiny right now the mm. destiny where you chose to be his friend and the destiny where you chose to turn him in well, it'd be cool <sighs> if be that nuts. decision 
it'd be cool if that decision made a difference and That's you what I'm could saying. play as yeah. a dark guardian or a light guardian and like you could like the factions within world of warcraft like they had the, you got the the alliance and you got the horde type of thing and so mm-hmm. it made you choose and you could be a come a dark guardian that you can only go to certain parts of the the tower and then the light guardians can only stay in certain parts of the, uh, the light part of the tower like mm-hmm. something like that like w- the decisions would make would be great and make a difference to what your what your how your you character think- is do you think they had that in mind when they were going down that storyline and then something changed where they went, well, we can't now do that because we want to do this? It'd be a hard thing to do to try and keep that. Like, just keep trying. Well, we had factions for seasons, you know? So, I mean, but that's why they got rid of the factions because it's just too hard. Yeah. Eh, I don't care. I love the factions. <laughs> no. I think, I'm I think paying faction, money for your I... game. You put forth work to give me factions, damn it. <laughs> well, I, th- I think the factions, I think them removing factions out of it, and they wrote it out of the law and everything. They, they wrote yeah. the factions out in the law, mm-hmm. um, so people can't come back on it. I think it's great. I think it, sh- it should have stayed, but, or we go back into, like, there's, there's a law piece where the dead orbit, um, I can't remember how it goes. The dead orbit the actually sh- went into space like they wanted to. They, they, they got well, their funding, and they went into space. Yeah, well, they, 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 there's a law piece where they, they're trying to find another place to live and all these ships are jumping and, like, one is, it, it points out that one ship stops and just floats off, there's run out of power and the rest go off. Mm. So I think, like, even if you bring something like that for, the, obviously, the next DLC mm. is we are no longer stay in Sol after the Witness dies, after the Light and Dark Saga and all that sort of stuff gets wrapped up. We can no longer stay in Sol. We have to move out, and our ships that we have aren't powerful enough to go further. Do you think we're going to chase the gardener like the witness did? No, nah, not the gardener. The, uh... the veil, you mean? No. The, Ooh, the, the veil is another thing. Now that that's a thing. But no, the, the gardener, man. Freaking the traveler is what the traveler. his name. Traveler. Look, I think it's going to be like a yin yangy thing. Like, um, um, I think that you can't have light without the dark. That's why we have darkness powers. And that's why we we require the veil as the winner. And I think they're gonna amalgamate final shape circle with all the, the bumps around the air and like a look like a sun. And that's where it's gonna be. And then we are just gonna be stuck with the light and dark powers. Yeah. So there's not gonna be any chasing. It's just gonna be But then why would we leave Soul then? We because have to have a reason well, to leave. Because there's, a bigger the bad out there. there's always chase. a bigger bad to chase. And it would be nice to go out and find that. It would be nice to have the factions back. It would be nice to have consequences of the choices that you make in the story. And mm-hmm. I think if Bungie do that, I think there would be a lot of people on board for that. I think they would they would meet the goal of them being that MMORPG they're always crying about. Yeah. So yeah. Why and that just, just causes as... issues, doesn't it? With like they then have to create two lots of story or two lots of a timeline that either runs parallel or they go off, but it's two lots of resources on one thing. Whereas at the moment they can just put everything into the one and we're all going down the same path. That's why it causes a lot of issues, isn't it? Let's, let's go with it. Let's go with the question then. Why would we require to leave Sol? Right. That was my main concern. Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, I, like I said, I would assume it's to chase the veil or the guard, not the guardian. Damn it! No, I think that that story's done. I think Seb's yeah. Seb's right. That story will be done at the final shape. It's it's or, always a bigger bad. There's there's always got to be something 
or we we need to move out of Seoul. There's... So we don't we don't know of anything why? else in the law. Why do we yeah. need to move out of Seoul? Why do we need to move out of Seoul? Because the tower no gets guardian. destroyed. Mm. Or the tower. The tower oh, gets and, destroyed. And we're forced out by the humans. The humans don't want us it. Uh... No, the tower gets destroyed. The tower gets destroyed. So there's no way we can survive in the area. Just say the galaxy, all of like the solars we know it. So Titan and all them places all get destroyed, all gets wiped off the map. So we have to move to another place. And that's the only, I'm trying to figure out where they could go after after the, the final shake. Where, where, into where, the Vex Well, you can go into the Vex network, yeah, because obviously there's an indication that Vex is there. But I don't see how the Vex is going to keep us occupied for 10 years, another, just say another 10 years. Because uh, uh, Bungie Sooner said this game is going to be around, they've got plans for the next 10 years. They'd, they'd have stories. to introduce a new race then. I mean, if the logic is, is what you're talking about, they'd have to introduce yeah. a new race. Yeah, but then right. that indicates that we have to move our assault because the races in Sol are already here. Right. 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 We're going through the Vex network as our way to get to the next place. We yeah. find another portal, yeah. it spits us out wherever. So, you know. Or actually or, we could we could know, go be liberating all the planets that the Vex destroyed. Because remember during the arc with uh with all the AI, and the AI said, there are 480 possible habitable planets. Oop, there are 320. Wait, why did you change? D did you recalculate? Nope, these are live These are live um, numbers. And it's like, oh, now there's 200 viable. Oop, now there's 100 viable, right? Because the Vex were taking over these planets as yeah. it's, yeah. So yeah, that could they, be the next expansion is we'll leave in Seoul to free up these planets from Vex incursion, potentially. Yeah. They if you read the if you read the the hive law, they the hive actually wiped out millions and millions and millions of different races. So we know there's races out there that they want to put in. There were supposed to be four races to begin with, um, in the actual beta testing of Destiny. So it's the races that are out there. What I'm trying to figure out is where. So we just we had that Cade that Cade um, cinema, uh, cinematic um, clip drop where he's there talking to Ikora, all the lush fields and all that sort of stuff. And I, I know this will never happen, but what I would love for Light and Dark Saga goes in, finishes, bang. We are then get transported back to the first golden age when the Traveler first turns up and then we are then see the collapse oh, of the golden age. You want a prequel? Yeah, yeah, but like some way that they can work it in. So we are then in the um, the Golden Age and then the Dark Ages. So then we get to fight warlords and stuff like that. We've just gone into the yes. tower. I was talking about that what a couple of weeks ago about how the next people we fight should be ourselves, warlords. Yes, yeah. I'm I on think board that's cool. That. And I also think I also think so. Of everybody, I would imagine everybody's done the the new um, the new dungeon. Yes, I have. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yep. So everybody knows the law in the new dungeon. Uh, no. I've done it. I know some of the yeah. lore, not all of the he, lore. But no, okay. he doesn't bother. He doesn't bother to follow that. I do. Okay. Shut your face. I just haven't done it yet. I well, haven't played the new dungeon, uh, the, but I don't care either. So tell us. The new dungeon. So the new dungeon is you go through the new dungeon and there's little things you collect. And it's basically Sivu Arath talking about how um, Savathun's gone away from the Sword Logic and all that sort of stuff. Like 
boiled down to very, very nitty gritty stuff. But there's a section in there where they start shouting at, in theory, when we took out Oryx, we should have accepted the Taken, the Taken mantle. We should have taken that Taken mantle and become the Taken King ourselves. That's boiled down. Boiled Was down that to this, transferable? Like, Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. Well, in theory, <laughs> yeah. yeah in, you know this, in, though. This is Disney in, One law. Yeah. But what should have happened is Sloan should have, we should have powered Sloan up and then to fight the witness, she should have taken on the Taken and become the Taken King. But on our side to fight the witness because the witness has the, uh, the, witness has the Taken and so does Sivu Urath. But now Sloan is taken for no reason whatsoever other than she was taken at a certain period when Titan got taken away. She should have taken over the Titan, uh, the Taken mantle and become the Taken King. That's Based why I on what I'm saying, there's still so a chance that can happen. We, so we have the Taken Queen, they're Taken King. We've killed the Taken King, now we have the Taken Queen, we win. We, we already have, have the Taken Queen right now, that's Zivu ah. Arath. But she's, she's because, doing the Taking now. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but so, you the, the, King or Queen. Well, it's the lead up, isn't it? So we lead up, we draw in. It's a, it's it's the general writing of a book. You you bring the people up who hard done by. They become friends with other people, and then they get a, a massive bigger army. So now we've got we've got the fallen on our side. We've got the cabal on our side with the Kayatl. Um, see where Wrath is going to rock in there now next season, and then I would imagine turn the loose and hide and help. Uh, loose and hive will be on our side. So there's four against theirs. So they will have Zevo Wrath. They'll have the Witness. They'll have the Taken. Um, possibly the Scorn is on their side because they did the um, the experiments on, this, um, on the Scorn in the Glycop. So then it'd be four against four. You spitting facts over here? I, I don't see it outside. They'll be, four, they'll be four against four. So you need something that'll tip the, the, tip the balance. And if Sloan comes in and takes the Taken, that'll be five against three. Mm-hmm. So then that means we can fight the witness in better odds as such. Yeah. There's that whole the witness is an amalgamation of millions of beings that mm. you know nobody's really addressing either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like the 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 witness isn't a single entity. He's an amalgamation yeah. of an entire race. Yeah. You know well, that that cutscene is in the wrong place though. That cutscene is just a. It's it's been placed in a really weird place in season of the deep. Where in theory it should have been placed in lightfall, somewhere in lightfall to make it to make it to make it seem reasonable why we hunt in the witness in the first place. But that's a different. That's a different ballgame. That's a different story. Uh huh. And you lost me a little bit. Okay. Uh right. So. Right. so I don't know no, where no, you guys are going. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, I'm not going down. I'm not going down this road. Right. Uh but uh I think something that we do need to address is the twat. No, do we? Uh I'm I'm mean, one. I guess we don't have to. Our guests, you see, so I, I thought you, you guys were just talking and I mean I'm enjoying it. I just I didn't want you know, you'd be upset that we didn't actually cover the material today that we normally cover. We can still cover the material. All right, that's I fine. just didn't know if our guests wanted to stick around for that material or not. Uh, it, it is it is two o'clock in the morning. I am going to bow out. I've come in here and I've destroyed everybody's views on hype, um, hunters and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, uh, you haven't touched Warlock. anybody's views on hunters, sir. Go team Warlock. Go uh-huh. team Warlock. Go team Warlock. But I am, but I am going to. I'm gonna bow out. I'm going to uh-huh. do apologize. But thank you for uh, having me. No, on, don't, don't apologize, dude. You've you've hung out for definitely a while. Bef- before you go, give us all your information again. So yeah, it was lovely know. to have you, and thank you. Yeah, where where can people find you? I, I've been as I've been asking you where to find you. I've been hunting links down to put in the show notes. But tell <laughs> tell the good people if they're like. We would like to hear some more lore from this lovely Australian man or watch him make things or check out his or podcast. Or watch him Where, play D&D or watch him make ghosts. And yes, I know you're from Wales. You're not an Australian man, but you're a man in Australia. So thus Australian man. <laughs> Just to clarify. So I, <laughs> I don't know whether I'm, I'm going to plug. I, I do two podcasts. Okay. I do, the, I do the Relaxed Guardians podcast where we just generally talk lore and cool. just general stuff. I also do the Season of the Redacted Arf, podcast where that is a fired! D- what? Sorry, I do a Season of the Redacted podcast where it is a D&D play Destiny podcast. Um, you can also find me on Season of the Redacted on TikTok where I make ghosts live. Um, and you can find me on Twitter on 58sevs. Uh, 58 underscore sevs, I think it is. And to be clear, right, because you touched on it earlier, but to be clear... You make ghosts, and you said you give some away. But if people are so inclined, they could also purchase some of the ghosts that you make, right? Yep. So you can like I usually just give them away just for the, uh, for the fun of it. Um, but if you want to purchase one, I will make most of the ghosts. I have to design them and all that sort of stuff, and I will sell them. So um, I've I've sold like three or four Sagiras. Um, um, I um, I give Sundance away. The other day, I sold a few Taken ghosts um, that again modified. Uh, modified. Um, I got a constrictor shell, a constrictor shell that I'm actually selling at the moment. So, if you want to contact me, DM me on Sevs or DM me on uh, Twitter or DM me on the podcast. However, you want to do it, contact me in your guys' um, whatever Discord. I'm around. Have a conversation, and we can go from there. Nice. Well, I'm going to say, well done with the ghosts. Um, I'm very impressed. I, I have watched your stream every now and again, and I, I think what you do is really cool. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us on the show. And thanks yeah. for the lore. That was, what, a good 45 hour of lore? That's that's not bad, man. Our fans love lore, but they just haven't had their lore fix in a while. So much appreciated. And uh, yeah, we'll let you get to it, man. Thanks a lot for, for taking the time. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thanks. I appreciate everything you guys do. All right. I'm out, guys. I love you. Bye. Deuces. Bye. Now, um, Strand Rocket Launcher. Eh? 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 Oh, eh? No? Eh? Eh? Yeah. You haven't haven't read the TWAB, have you? Well, I've read the TWAB. I have read this week. I have read this week in Destiny for the 13th of July, 2023. Well, by Sam. Can I read you this week at Bungie for the 14th of July, 2022? There's no this week at Bungie, sir. Is there, there is it is it a copy and paste of uh, the seven thirteen twenty twenty three edition? You would think this week at Bungie, <laughs> we are getting ready for Solstice. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of This Week at Bungie. Right now, Iron Banner is going strong. Uh huh. <laughs> Check. We had Rift last year, so but you know, uh, Fortress. Yeah. It's a new game mode, but you know. Um, it's, they say, if you haven't heard yet, that this season's Iron Banner has been shaken up with not only by a new mode, but several other updates to the event from earning reputation and pinnacle rewards 
even to the new Iron Lord title, which is still available now. So mm-hmm. there you go. And then speaking of Iron Lord, this is the last Iron Banner of the season, which it is, you know, we're, we're in the mm-hmm. same week. Mm-hmm. And then we have Solstice. from last year. Yep. So in previous events, it's been Solstice of Heroes. And because it was Solstice of Heroes, it was the end of the summer event where we had Solstice and we had the kind of moments of triumph. So last year was the, I believe it was the first time they dropped the of heroes and it's now just been rebranded as Solstice. And last year it kicked off on July 19th this year, July 18th. So only an extra day, same kind of a uh, deal about it. It's like, there's a new place to go and play in. If you're new to destiny, if <laughs> you've been around for a while, it's the same place. It's the EAZ, which is the European aerial zone, which it started off. I mean, I was listening to a couple of other podcasts this week. Of it, it started off as this huge area where you had to kind of traverse all of these like buildings and floating islands, and there was teleporters. And then last year, they really kind of restricted it down to kind of the main area. They blocked off doorways and things. You couldn't go in through the buildings and that. And I found it a little bit uh, constricting. I mean, they they built this huge area that you could just go off and explore. And then last year it was kind of, no, it's just going to be in this one central area. You fight bosses and there's a bonfire to burn. And it's pretty much, it sounds like it's pretty much the same this year. I mean, last year it says that the Solstice launched with the event card. We're going to have an event card again this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the event card is available for free for all players. But if you want the upgraded part of the event card, it's a thousand silver. Uh, what, what else was the same as last year? So. I don't know, but the fact that even this much is the same, it it kind of makes me a little angry that the game is so unchanging and predictable that you're reading the TWAB from last year, and so far the only difference <laughs> is the type of freaking um, Iron Banana we have right now. You know? This, this yeah. should not be a surprise. Uh, it shouldn't be a surprise, but damn if it ain't predictable, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what these events are. It's, it's. We have four events every year. They're basically the same copy and paste events. Yep. And we, I mean, that's last depressing. year, j- just want to remind people that the event does end, I believe, on August seventh. So make sure that you spend all your solstice stuff before that. And it oh, works yeah. the same way as the, the the other event passes and tickets go. You can either purchase the book up front and just work through the book. Or you can get to the end of Solstice and go, look, I've got all of these um, extra tickets. So if I purchase the book now, it unlocks like the emote, the shader, the whatever else they've got in the book for this year. So you can either purchase it at the beginning or you can purchase it at the end. But you will generate like the the currency, the event ticket passes as you kind of play the event, if you play the event. So um, that's exactly the same as last year. Now, what they introduced last year was the ability to focus armor. Do you remember this? So you could get, Mm -hmm. in previous years, we had different armor pieces. We went for, I think it was blue. Then we had to upgrade the blue. Then it was the the legendary. Upgrade the the legendary. And then then went to the blue. And then, then, yeah, then, then the upgraded legendary, which gave you the glows. Last year, they changed that around. They just went, here you are. Here's the armor. You can then. Well, didn't you have to purchase it? Um, you. I think there were purchases. I think you had to purchase it last year, right? Hang on a second. 
don't think you. I think there there's parts you could purchase as part of the book. I don't think you had to purchase the armor glows. Though. I mean, I think you could get the like the additional glows or other glows. Yes. Just you, you could just play the game and unlock all the glows if you wanted to play the game that much. Uh, there was additional cosmetics you could purchase. Absolutely. So Solstice armor, you could uh, upgrade it this last year. And if you wanted to build into like say a hundred hundred percent resilience build, this is the way they kind of did it last year, and it seems to be looking at the 12 for this year, it's going to be the same. So if you want to kind of go for like a 100% resilience build and have a few stats in the other areas, you can actually craft, get the armor to drop and then craft the armor specifically through the, the currency the, that you're going to get for Solstice. So there are silver leaves, silver ash, kindling, which is earned by completing Solstice events. And that then you can use on your like armor so the kindling you add to your armor well along with i believe it's the ash so you earn the silver leaves by completing activity through the game then you take your silver leaves into the bonfire bash which is the solstice event which uh, there is a node normally in the tower that you can just load straight into and then you do x amount of things in the bonfire bash and you then transform your leaves by lighting the bonfire into silver ash you can then use that silver ash to spend on your armor to re-roll it to get the armor like that you want. So if you want it to be crafted into resilience or recovery, whatever you want, you can craft this armor. And this year's armor looks better than last year's. If I would, I would, I think I'd it's better so. than any year, honestly, because every year is this bright white flamboyant armor, and then you add a shader to that, which makes it even brighter. And I'm liking how this year they started off with a dark base color. That I'm digging. Well, last year's one had that silly peacock thing on the top of the Titan's head, and I absolutely hated it. I, I like the, the previous year's ones, which uh-huh. are normally, once um, we've had a Solstice event, they'll put the previous year's ones in Eververse. Yeah, you can off, buy yeah. previous year's Solstice gear ornaments to then equip on your, like, uh, on your character. And if you, when you change your subclass on those, it would glow to the subclass that you are rocking. And I tried it the other day, and it works with Strand, so you glow green, which is pretty cool. Well, they so, said it would. <laughs> I know, but sometimes they have issues. Sometimes we we rock into Solstice, and they go, "Oh, by the way, the, the you know the stasis glow that's now purple, and it should be a, a darker blue from what the arc one is." Remember that we've had so many issues over the years. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you get your silver leaves by completing a, a wide variety of activities through the game. Then you complete the solstice activity, which is the bonfire bash, to transform the silver leaves into silver ash, and using the silver ash to re-roll your armor stats from the armor mod screen. So you actually have to go into your armor mod and, and do that. And I believe I was watching a guide from Ibontis, which I will link in the show notes for this year. They Because uh, after the event kind of rolled on, there was lots of people that made guides for it. And it looks, if it's exactly the same, the Abontis Guide from Solstice last year will be just as relevant this year. So I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. Datto also had a Solstice Guide as well. Cheese Forever had a couple of cheeses that you could do. And there was one that you could do that they patched. And then there was one after the patch. So I'm not sure if if they've kind of looked at that and gone, oh, we should patch that again. So I will link the stuff that we linked last year just in case it is relevant that you might go back and go, ah, this is still working. Let's do that. 
But uh, the other thing that came out of like the Solstice event that I noted last year in our notes was that you could use your sparrow. You can pull your sparrow out and sparrow around the map. So don't forget you can do that. You only have 100 leaves in your inventory and 500 ash on your armor. And kindling also goes on your armor as well, because that was another couple of things that kind of came out of last year of questions and, and feedback from where's this? What's that? What's the maximum of this? So just be aware, 100 leaves in your inventory and 500 ash on your armor is the max. They, Bungie do have a tendency to not upgrade these things. So if it's copy and paste oh, from last year, <laughs> yeah, if it's copy and paste from last year of various different things, then it's going to be the same kind of maxed out levels for those as well. And last year's Solstice Armor set was both free and paid glows like previous years. So last year, um, you got a, I think it was the white glow, wasn't it? An overall white glow if you upgraded your gear to the top maximum thing. And then you can purchase from the Eververse store. I think I did that on a couple of older ones. And I think, if I'm not wrong, you could either purchase it through silver or bright dust. And I think it was something like 1,200. Yeah, but now it's probably going to be 2,000 like everything else is. <laughs> it was. I'm not kidding, dude. It's probably going to be 2,000. Uh, where was it? Sure, on my notes somewhere I put on there. No, I didn't. I think it. I think it works out to be one thousand five hundred bright dust per glow. So, it literally for every class that you rock, it will cost you that amount. So, but it's across all your characters. So, if you un, if you purchase like the strand one, you got like strand across all your characters. So you do all all your characters with glow green with the solstice armor, and as the same with arc, solar, and void. Etc. But it would cost you X amount, and now we've got another subclass in the mix that will cost you again. But I think it was like one thousand silver per bundle, or one thousand five hundred bright dust. And I think it's probably going to be the same again this year from the the season. <laughs> or you I'm can saying, just not like all the, all the armor kits so far have been two thousand this year, right? Um, so no, yeah, but the glows were different. The glows were something different. All right. And normally the the partition participation requirements to enter the festival is the same for like the last couple of years for any event, I think, is escape the Cosmodrome to unlock the tower. And then once you're there, you can then talk to Eva Levante, who will give you a quest. Normally, I think it starts off with that you get the class item, but then last year, I believe that she literally gave you the full set so you could just go off from the beginning. And when I was looking back on the Abontis video from last year, there was a lot of Reddit posts going, you know, you need to wear the full set and to get the, the silver leaves to drop. And it turns out you only needed one piece of armor to actually generate the, the silver leaves. Uh, if you wore like the full set or a couple of pieces, it only gave you like plus one or two extra of the leaves. So it wasn't worth it. It was kind of people just putting on the class item and just rocking into whatever activity they wanted, generating those and then coming back into the, the bonfire bash. What does it tell us this year, Parody? Is there any difference that I'm kind of missing? Well, first off, uh, there's going to be a, a couple of buffs that they're going to have. The Firebound buff is only available in the Bonfire Bash. When you get close to a fire team member, you get increased recovery and super regen. Hello. Also, also Flare. The buff is available in Bonfire Bash and the Vanguard Ops playlist. We're rapidly defeating combatants. Unleash waves of paracausal fire around you, dealing damage to oh, nearby combatants. Nice. Um, upgrading your soldier, you know, armor, same thing. 
Um, silver leaves. You can earn silver leaves by completing activities throughout the game. The silver ash. You take your leaves and transform them into ash by competing in the bonfire bash activity. You can also spend your silver ash to reroll armor stats from the armor mod screen. So you can reroll your armor with the silver ash and the kindling. You earn it by completing the solstice event challenges. So that's a challenge only currency. Complete challenges get kindling and you spend the kindling to upgrade your armor stat roll potential. Each piece of armor can be upgraded three times for three tiers. Say that so again. That's an important part. Each piece of armor can be upgraded three times for three tiers and you can spend kindling to upgrade your armor stat roll potential. Right. Will I so will I generate more tiers if I if I spend a lot of time in Solstice though? Well, is I was going to say is the armor that you begin with is not going to have a high stat roll, so don't re-roll that. Get to the highest tier armor first. No, no, you have to go through the di- you have to go through the different tiers to get to the highest stat roll. That's what I'm saying. No, but you have Don't. to spend you have to spend the currency to to re-roll it each time or get to the higher tier. So you still have to spend the currency to get to it. Right, but I rather spend the currency in upgrading, and then spend the currency to re-roll something that's not going to give me a very high roll. So remember, you only need to do this once per armor slot. So every time you upgrade a piece of Solstice armor, it's permanent and shared across all the Solstice pieces in that armor slot. Oh. Yeah. So for instance. If you upgrade your helmet all the way to tier three, every Solstice helmet currently in your inventory and any future Solstice helmets that you earn for that class will now also have access to the tier three stat rerolls. So basically, you know, you're doing this once per class. Once you've done it, it gives you every other Solstice piece of armor has that tier three unlocked. So if so, you did it last year, does that mean you don't have to no. fiddle with it this year? No. No, because no, that was year. just an armor set. Yeah, different. Uh, that's a different armor set entirely. So no, you have no oh. armor set from last year. For this year, you don't have the sweet new Solstice armor that they show off, which is very gold and very glowy. Just like you don't have the new strand, the first ever strand rocket launcher. So no, you can Woo-hoo! do nothing with that because you don't have it. So oh. you can you can survive the blast just to be suspended and then die. It's very sad. That's just a legendary, right? It's, yeah, they're just legendaries in the Solstices, aren't they? We don't get exotics from Solstice, correct? Not the rocket launcher, no. No. Okay. Um, you know, there's there's Bungie Giving Day, which we're not talking about because it'll be over by the time you hear this. Uh-huh. They do mention a the mid-season patch, which now that we're sitting here today at 38 days left in the season, still talking about the mid-season patches and updates. <laughs> um, so it's not it is not quite time for the mid-season update coming on the 18th of July. So it is coming this this. You know, basically, as you hear this tomorrow, so it is coming July 18th as our, quote, mid-season patch with oh. about a month left in the season. So um, soon as Solstice goes live, we're going to have downtime. And so don't expect to be playing Solstice straight away because we've had a couple of weeks where it's been fine, where you can kind of log in literally at reset and it's you can go off and do your things. But then we've had a couple of that have gone a little bit longer, haven't they? They found bugs or they've gone oh we've got to turn it back off again so just be aware that the game could be down for a few hours around reset on tuesday it and, is and going to be down for absolutely. a few hours it's always down for a few hours you guys that i see complaining it's still down it's still down it's always down you 
cannot and, immediately jump back in the game. Stop freaking trying, man. And and for bonus points, if you go back and look at whatever was broken out of the gate last year for Solstice, yeah. it will probably be broken out of the gate this year for Solstice. So if you want to go back and do your homework and figure out what that bug is, it'll probably be here again. Yeah, I didn't um, write it down. But what I can tell you is that the something new hand cannon, which was the uh, weapon that we got last year, will be back uh, again this year with the Dreamwork perk, which is once per reload, assists and assisted final blows partially refill the magazine from reserves, potentially overflowing the magazine. Now that was broken, and that had to be patched about three times. Uh-huh. I, I don't think that that's going to be broken on the rocket launcher when we get a, finally get that, but. Apparently, it will come with the origin trait. It has been like data mined. And the other thing was the compass rose, which was the shotgun that we got in, because that one was kinetic, I believe. Or was it, was that one a solar? No, that one was a stasis hand cannon, sorry. So that was a stasis hand cannon. And then we had the uh-huh. compass rose, which was the shotgun. And that was a like solar that was shotgun. Solar. Yeah. Solar shotgun. And again, that came with the DreamWork perk on there as well. So, hand cannon, shotgun, and rocket launcher as weapons. But it, it looks like that they've can kind of combined some of those buffs that we've had in previous years, where we had solar element, void element, and arc element. And then I think they kind of came unstuck when they throw in the stasis, because we were like, oh, we're going to get a stasis one, and then nothing kind of came. So it sounds like it would just be the same kind of thing of, like, that's what we're going to get. And we did get some really cool kind of shaders and things. There was the pomegranate gloss. We had some emotes, which were flag on the play, paperwork, breathe in, silly handshake, flick of the wrist, and hip bump from 2019. And there was exotic ships and ghosts. So we had the shaded shell, the jubilant shell, and the buoyant shell. And the micro mini um, sparrow. Do you remember this? This was the... Um, still use it. Still yeah, I was going to say, somebody still uses it. Never taken it off. Summertide Kite Exotic Ship, and then we had Legendary Ghost Projections, which was Triumphant Projection, Buried Treasure Projection, and then they really leaned into the kind of the summer effect for these. We ended up having like a Crab Projection, a Beach Ball Projection, Palm Trees, and then it just kind of snowballed after that. We I think we ended up having like, uh, we had a, a seashell kind of ghost. We had a like a blow-up mm-hmm. uh, shark ghost. Uh, there was ones with funny hats on them. So yeah, it's um it's really cool with some of the stuff that is available in Eververse. So normally when we have a, an event like the Solstice, don't forget most of the stuff will be available in Eververse. Sometimes they don't come back each year because we only have like three weeks, but they do try and rotate them. So if you see something in Eververse you like, try and pick it up with you know your bright dust or your purchase some silver. Um, we will do like our weekly videos on the Eververse so to make sure that you know what's coming up. There are seven zones in the EAZ, which is the meditation grounds, the ruins, the town, the factory, the mall, the garage, and the courtyard. Sometimes we have like high-value targets called Prismatic Taken that spawn in as well. I believe that they were still there last year. And when you defeated them, they gave you more, I think it was more orbs last year. To then yeah, and you can bug it. Like when the twins came down, you could kill one. And then, like, infinite of the yellow bars would come in, and you just keep killing those guys to get whatever currency you were trying to get. Won that last year? Yeah. And they've, they've refined kind of the end part of it. It used to be you run around and collect 
like loot boxes or chests around the map, it then went because it only showed you them for like five seconds, didn't it, for the first couple of years, and you end yeah. up kind of panicking to try and get them. Then it was, was refined. So it was refined the, the year after. You could see them like wh- whenever, and then last year it just went just just do the bonfire and we'll put you the the chest there and everything will explode out of it and you can just go there so you don't even have to worry about that now it's all just in that central location so good times i yes, think indeed i think that's all of the the stuff that i've kind of written down for solstice that i can kind of help people going into solstice understand it a little bit better it it is yeah. just kind of uh, like a, a firefight activity destroy the bosses and um, light the bonfires, really. Yep. People manage to run around, shoot things. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wear your wear your new fancy uh, solstice gear. Yeah. We're not going back to what you're doing. Yeah, one piece of solstice gear. That's fine. Am I right in thinking that it was you defeated like yellow bars and then you just threw a ball at the bonfire? That's all it was, wasn't it? You charged up the bonfire. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that, and then like. The yellow bars would also drop a particular currency of some kind that you wanted to have. Can't remember what it was, but I remember that's why you wanted to do the twin glitches because it would keep spawning the yellow bars, which did something. Yeah, we, well, I mean, there was also challenges for like you know killing, you know, as part of the event, killing X number of you know yellow bar enemies or do this. That's thing. right, because you, know, you had to kill like a hundred and things, right? So that's yeah. how people bugged it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. it was. You're right, you're yeah, right. I mean, in addition to just yeah, getting getting the materials and the activities completed, yeah, it was also just you know, there were the different challenges they wanted you to do. Yeah, so kill the lads, grab the bullies, make sure that you kind of hit the bonfire. It it did good auto tracking, but sometimes you end up do, hitting the wall if you didn't jump high enough to throw it above. So kind of if you threw it up in the air, it kind of auto tracked down to the the bonfire. So you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. It's good fun. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, it'll all make sense once you see it. Yes. What What doesn't make sense though is the mid season patch still not being here. But but there are two little patch notes they they snuck away with. Okay. Um, they fixed they fixed a few out of bounds spots in various maps. And then uh, the whisper of change is getting a a re- damage reduction in PvP from fifteen to five percent. So that's it. There's there'll be plenty more in the patch, but that's all they're going to tell us. Today and, and sneak out with. Okay. There's also some respawning changes. They, they don't care for respawn, so they've decided to make some changes to him. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're this good, you got to expect to get nerfed at some point. Listen, listen, respawn. Your control and clash logic is it, it needs some adjustments. So, That's so all, all all of your crucible respawn points are evaluated on different number of factors: proximity, side of side of line, objective. Uh, objective zones, you know, as well as your proximity to friendly players, where they are. And previously in control, it was very strongly weighted toward, you know, friendly objectives, good, and enemy sight lines and proximity, which is bad. You don't want to spawn in the middle of the enemy shooting you. Absolutely well, not. You know, and they had a goal of, you know, basically getting people back on the battlefield quicker, going, we want to put you in a good place, but we want to get you back on the battle so you're not sitting there counting, going, okay, put me in, you know, you know, put me in somewhere. I don't care where. Just put Please, me somewhere. Coach, I'm ready. So, so they're they're reworking some of that logic, and you know, uh, as we saw that one weekend in trials where it was spawning people right next to each other in trials, and uh, in Iron Banner, it's good fun to be spawned right back into the sight lines of somebody able to kill you again with the same scout rifle they just killed you with. 
So they're doing some some tweaks to that. And the first now and they say the first hot fix after the mid season patch coming next week. So two weeks from now is when they're gonna put some of these respawn mechanics into the game and, and, and mess with that logic a little bit. Hopefully making that all better. And uh, there's some com- uh, competitive division matchmaking changes. So the other major change that they implemented in Season of the Deep was to adjust how we played players, sorry, how we placed players in competitive division matches. So they have a whole blog post they link to in, the, in this one about the Lightfall Crucible update based on their skill, throw all the amount of division win points or losses, all that good stuff, trying to basically put you into that target skill. Well... While the pure skill-based matchmaking may produce the fairest matches for players, it also diminishes the experience of climbing the ranked ladder, and players who only just compete, completed their placement series should immediately face off against the highest or lowest ranked players regardless of their skill. So in Season 21, your 3v3 matchmaking rating MMR was calculated both on rank and skill, with the goal being to improve you know, that ladder climbing and maintaining integrity and match fairness. So, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. A few changes they're considering for future seasons. Adjusting the rank is skill limiting so that it doesn't limit you at all if you are above your target skill, but also loosening up the division point throttling we do so if you are too far above or below the skill. So, I've touched no competitive, and I'll kick you over to the Blueberry uh, Lounge podcast to understand, you know, what this is, how this is, and... You know, if you haven't touched any of this, uh, it may not be relevant to you, but they're, you know, they did say, hey, we're going to talk about PvP. So this is them talking about PvP. Okay. You wanted to and, talk about it? Here, I've talked about it. Leave me alone. <laughs> and they're also looking at doing some dynamic skill ranges, uh, features designed to equalize matchmaking pools during low population times or in a low population skill bracket. So basically, uh, they built it, they turned it on, they weren't getting good data. Uh, So they turned it on again at the start of Iron Banner a few weeks ago and promptly broke all matchmaking. So they turned it back off. So basically, we're working on this dynamic skill ranges, but um, haven't really been able to get it to work well enough to put it in the game to get data on it. So they have some exciting reveals coming for Season 22. So maybe, maybe... They found. They said, you know, we've we found and fixed a bunch of the bugs, so they're going to try to turn it on next season and see if they can get it to work and get some data out of it. And respawn. Now's the time you've all been waiting for. Yo, which wither horde? Which wither horde skin are we going to get? Gambit. And are you happy about it? Yes. Are you? Because honestly, I can't remember what the other two look like. <laughs> so it's the big like fish fish scaly one that was all green and blue. Yeah, yep. That's the one the one as it I should have been. From it, but yeah. 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 It, it was it was sort of the one that had the most personality and um it's a silly weapon, so it should have a silly skin. So good job everyone Ooh, for voting for the proper job. one. As is not happy about it. He posts it in the chat with the what? Hey, meme. <laughs> you you need some color in your life, sir. I don't know what to tell you. That's right, as it's for your own good. All right, bud. Oh, goodness. Um. So I'm looking at the armor right here. Right. Tell me if I'm mm-hmm. tripping because I probably am. The warlock looks almost like an English soldier, right? From back, you know, there was back. You know, uh, I see a lot of English. Um. What do you call uh, inspiration? 
right? Hunter, I'm getting like Arabic vibes from. You know, the the headpiece and the and you know, some of the things on the Hunter armor giving me some Arabic vibes. And then the Titan, I mean, that vest. That I'm I'm getting you know, the whole riding of the bulls vibe from the from the Titan right there. You know what I mean? The good old Spanish um Spanish looking armor. I think that's pretty cool, man. How they're I mean, at least to me, it looks like they've taken inspiration from actual military uniforms. Mm -hmm. And I dig it. I kind of dig it. You know? Anybody else getting, like, those vibes? Or is it just me? Alright, thanks. No, I said, mm hmm Oh, did you? I didn't hear anything. I did confirm your, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. I'm also very disappointed in parody. Because he didn't win a fishing tournament. They sent you uh, out a task of catching fish last week. Because then, I didn't compete in the fishing tournament. Cause... Well, I'm, I'm very upset that you didn't. Oh. <laughs> there were winners. Um, there were winners. There None were of winners. them were us or anybody that we know. So. No. But well done to you if you spent a lot of time there fishing and um, got a lot of fish. 658, 660 points. That's, that's a lot of fish. Is it? Uh, well, it doesn't sound like a lot of points. For an hour. Fish? For an hour, I guess. Yeah, you know, for an hour oh, of fishing. For an hour? Yeah, yeah sure for an hour of fishing. I mean, again, you can only fish so fast. So good, good job, the, the random number generator like, smiling upon I'd like, you. I'd like to know which one of those was on console, because I'm betting most of those are on PC. Mm-hmm. Quick, set up a macro, quick. <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah, I, I was trying to look at this whole thing they were talking about, the the catalyst for the wicked implement and i'm like i was trying to see if they actually told us anything about it i don't have the weapon for the catalyst so the the catalyst is available from deep dives and i did hear on like uh like a a youtube video saying that it's a guarantee from the uh, deep dive uh level seven but then on the last word podcast i think he had who did he have i think he had scarrow nine and Mac ticks on there, and they said that they've been doing carries down to level seven, and it's not a guaranteed drop from level seven. So I, I don't know who to mm. believe. Some people say it's guaranteed, but some people are saying that you can get it from like the tier five chest, tier six. Um, but it was meant to be guaranteed from the tier seven. Maybe it was meant to be guaranteed from tier seven, and it's not being guaranteed. Um, yeah. And a lot of a lot of people have kind of said it's still a meh weapon. So. But it's it's one I'm gonna get, you know, one I've got, and I'm just gonna hold on to it until it seems to be a good one to use with stasis. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it seems like it seems like that there may be a time where it becomes, you know, you know, they they basically talk about with the callus, they want to, you know, they want to facilitate you getting your rhythm with precision hit, you know, refilling the magazine with collecting charge. So if you're running stasis, you'll rarely have to reload. So it seems like there's a, you know, there's a potential there somewhere, and maybe you know, with the next season, maybe it's something. Yeah, that, more that was it. Or... Uh, something to do with the, the catalyst gives you when you hit precision hits it. It uh, gives you a extra in your magazine, but it only gives you like plus one in your magazine. So it's not not mm. even worth it's not even worth it in the catalyst, basically. So that's what I think a lot of people were saying it's a bit meh for a catalyst. So you don't necessarily need it. Yeah. For the are you talking about the new uh, scout rifle? Scout. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, the wicked implements. Yeah, I keep seeing a lot of these main ta- mainstreamers and some off mainstreamers 
Oh, this is the best thing ever. Oh, this one sucks. Is this a new meta? Don't get this trash. I'm just like, guys, what is it? <laughs> Look, get it? You play with it yourself. Like I said before, if you yeah, enjoy that weapon, I you... I open the damn door, man. I still can't. I've gone through this thing oh my again, gosh. and I can't Run open the goddamn door. Run it with matchmaking, because clearly you're doing something wrong. I did run it with matchmaking will, this time. I will take you in there by your hand, and I will show you how to get it. I'd appreciate just just not now. Well, ninety more carry you, and I will tell you that there is no terrible poem writing from the player support team this week. But they do have some ready some bugs, known issues to share. So, um, we're going to start with emblem ownership. Uh, starting with the launch of Seas of the Deep, emblem ownership values were updated for security purposes. Players who have emblems on their account who don't appear in collections can no longer oh yeah equip those emblems, and players will no, be, no longer be able to see those emblems if they are still equipped. Um, this really feels like, hey, remember that uh, Trials emblem we all gave you that we didn't mean to all give you? Yeah, you can't use it now. So basically, if you had an emblem you didn't really earn, you're going to have to re-earn that emblem. Uh, additionally, pre-orders and collectors, I, collector's edition specific emblems will be restricted to use on the platform where you own those licenses. So if you acquired one of the emblems on a platform that but are now playing on a different platform, you must that play on the original platform so to use the emblems. So that we've just enlightened Respawn, maybe we've enlightened you and go, oh, that's why I can't use this pre-order thing over here because I bought it over there. I that's guess why that I can't even see it. Because like, when you guys gave us that site that shows all the emblems that you own and all the emblems that you can get, right? Like I had a, I had a badass one that I got from the store back when I was on Xbox and I can't find it in my collections. I can't redeem it. I can't do anything on PC. It just doesn't exist. And... Well, there we go. Mm. For, yeah. What security issue that addresses, I don't know, but probably a bug somewhere, and they were like, we have to patch a hold and breaks that. So uh, players who have unlocked the emblems on their Bungie.net accounts and platforms are unaffected by this change. So yeah, if you're missing emblems like Respawn, that could be the reason why. Starting with this season, they made that change. Which it would have been... Or I guess they do say reminders, so or I guess they reminded us in the past, but, you know, here we are again. Uh, known issues. We have more than two this week. So, um, as it's now very evident, uh, due to an issue, we have temporarily disabled the utility kickstart armor mod because it was giving you all the supers all the time. I don't care! Uh, the Get child of the old god aspect is not providing ability, energy, or health as expected. The defeating the unstoppable champions too quickly into the intro of the Psyop Battleground Moon Nightfall can result in missing revive tokens, as well as the player earning a Ew. low unexpected reward tier. Still, the altar of reflections uh, still may not be centered. Still, and some players are unable to acquire new Trials of Osiris rewards. Maybe it's the players not playing Trials of Osiris. Maybe it is. Who knows? But some people cannot get the rewards. Oh, this is ridiculous. Come on. And then we have, you know, lovely artwork and movies. The Bray Sisters and Kindergartians walking into towers. Um, the Winnower. And um, just a warlock eating a sandwich, staring at some fish. Because why not? It's a good way to spend a day. And uh, I won't tell you what the hung jury is in the nightfall rotation for this week. Because by the time you hear it, no, it won't be. It'll be a whole new week. Yeah, and I'm not sure if they're saying that this is it for the hung jury. It's not returning next season. I think that that's what they're kind of trying to allude to. Normally, mm. they by this point in the season, they go, right, this is going to be the last week for you to get this one, this one, this one, and this one. 
but ITF. Oh, yes. This is the last. Okay, yes. So once again, we want to remind you, this is the last week Hungary is in rotation in the Nightfalls. Yes, but I don't know if it's returning next season. That's what I'm kind of saying. So assume that it's not and just go get it this season if you want to. Or go go to Zavala and turn in your tokens and get the non-adept version. And just Cody, keep your in Cody, can I add two more um, player support report items to your list of things you that ab- I'd like you to report to can. you? Okay. Absolutely. This has I mean, to do list, not my list, but sure. Well, it, add, add it, it happens to do, <laughs> it has to do with challenges. Now, mm-hmm. every week I go through challenges and letting people know what the, the challenges are in This Week in Destiny. Uh-huh. And Last week, we noticed that there was a little bit of an issue with uh, Trial by Firing Squad, where mm-hmm. you had to, it c- came up this week, that we've got an Iron Banner week, and we were like, why have you put an, a, a Trials of Osiris challenge in an Iron Banner week? And we were like, don't worry, you know, you've got three trials to kind of get that done after Iron Banner goes away. So it wasn't too much of an issue. This week, however, week nine that we're coming up to, there is a challenge called Eyeing Iron which is complete crucible matches and bonus progress in Iron Banner and for victories. Now, Iron Banner's not going to be here in week nine. So it's a little bit of an issue. So I just thought I'd kind of point that out to people. I think it's just complete crucible matches and and bonus progress for victories. I'm hoping that that's going to be how it works. If not, you know, get on the forums now. Or if you don't care, you don't care. Yeah, so so to review, you can go get your trials not this week, but next week when trials is back, or the rest of the weeks. Uh, the Iron Iron you can never get through Iron Banner, but if you just play Crucible matches, you can still get it done. That, that's what we hope. Yeah, <laughs> that's the goal. So you know, again, there are multiple teams. They, they don't necessarily talk to each other. I mean, you know, we have to sync all these things up, move things around. It's tricky. Yeah, uh, and while I'm here, I might as well tell you what's happening this week in Destiny. You might as well. Hello and welcome to the ninth week of Season 21, Season of the Deep, starting on July 18th, 2023. So for Week 9, let's kick things off with our Legacy rotation, starting with the Forsaken expansion. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. The Dreaming City this week is at a medium curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in the Davillion Mist and has the Oracle Engine mission for the next week. The Blind World features Hive enemies and the Plague Kregar. The Ascendant challenge this week will be the Shattered Ruins, which can be located over in the Spine of Keris on the Dreaming City. Next up, the Shadowkeep expansion. On the Moon, the weekly story mission is a Mysterious Disturbance. The Trove Guardian is located in the Anchor of Light, while the Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Jax, Claws of Zevra Wrath at the Hellmouth. And the Nightmare Hunts this week will be Crota, Despair, Fogoth, Fear, and Ghoul, Rage. For our Beyond Light expansion, on Europa this week, Phylax the Warrior will be the Empire Hunt, Asterian's Abyss will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Agility. For the 30th Anniversary expansion, we have the Loot Rotation for Dares of Eternity, which will be on Week 1's rotation with the Scathorn armor set and the Wild Hunt armor set being available. The weapons available this week will be the Arc Lightweight Frame Bow, Arsenic Bite 4B, the Arc Adaptive Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher Blaster 2, the Solar Precision Frame Linear Fusion Rifle Corsair's Wrath, the Void Waveframe Energy Grenade Launcher Deafening Whisper, the Kinetic Adaptive Frame Hand Cannon Dire Promise, the Kinetic Precision Frame Sidearm Enigma's Draw, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Submachine Gun Escape Velocity, 
the Arc Adaptive Frame Pulse Rifle Giant 7 Rifle, the Kinetic Precision Frame Submachine Gun Friction Fire, the Void Precision Frame Scout Rifle Royal Chase, the Kinetic Aggressive Frame Hand Cannon True Prophecy, and the Solar Adaptive Frame Fusion Rifle Timelines Vertex. For the Witch Queen expansion, the Witch Queen Weekly Story Mission is the Ghosts, where the modifiers are Fire Pit and Raider Shields, as well as Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Also this week you will have Altar of Reflections Catalyst and Altar of Reflection Pact. The Wellspring activity has been updated to include a featured Throne World weapon, Veritas Armour and a weapon pattern as its rewards. For the Lightful expansion, the weekly mission is First Contact, with Extra Shields, Lock Loadouts and Extra Champions, Barrier and Unstoppable Champions, Void Threat, Scorched Earth, Overcharged Weapons, Arkenstrand Surges, Overcharged Shotguns and Galvanised on Hero Difficulty only. The Partition mission will be Ordnance, Contest Mode enabled with Overload and Unstoppable Champions, Solar Threat, Arkenstrand Shields, Air Superiority Modifier with Solar and Strand Surges. And the Vex incursion this will be Umsha Park. In addition, the Weekly Lightfall Reset also refreshes the pinnacle drop for the Node Override Avalon Exotic mission on the EDZ. For the Season of the Deep, the featured fishing pond will be on Nessus. Raids and Dungeons The Root of Nightmares Raid Challenge this week is the first encounter, Cataclysm, called Illuminated Torment. This is where every Tormentor must be killed by a player with the Field of Light buff. The King's Hall Raid Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Daughters of Oryx, called Under Construction. Players cannot stand on the same plate twice in a single phase. The Vow the Disciple Challenge this week is the second encounter, The Caretaker, called Base Information where runners cannot pick up more than one stack of knowledge on each run. The Vault of Glass challenge this week is the fifth encounter, Atheon, called Ensembler's Refrain. Each player teleported can only destroy one oracle in each spawn set. The Gun of Salvation challenge this week is the second encounter, Spy Defense, called A Link to the Chain. This is where all guardians must receive the Enlightened buff at the same time. And the Last Wish challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Vault, called Keep Out. Guardians must ensure that no Might of Riven Knights make it to the center chamber during the Vault fight. Your pinnacle raid will be the Deepstone Crypt over on Europa, which means all changes will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Crypt Security, called Red Rover. This is where all Guardians must be an operator and shoot the two panels on the low levels. The second encounter, Atrax 1, called Copies of Copies, where you must not send any Atrax 1 replicant debuffs into the airlock slash space. The third encounter, Tanix Part 1, called Of All Trades. Guardians must perform each role at least once, Operator, Scanner and Suppressor. And the fourth encounter, Tanix, called The Core 4. Guardians must dunk all four cores before each DPS phase. Also, with the Deep Zone Crypt being the featured raid, this does mean that you can farm the final boss for a chance at the exotic rocket launcher, Eyes of Tomorrow. And the pinnacle dungeon will be the Pit of Heresy on the Moon. Next up, Challenges. Rapid Salvager. Rapidly defeat 30 combatants in salvage activities. For Challenge XP Plus. Patience Perfected. Catch 5 legendary or exotic fish at any fish pond. For Challenge XP Plus. Ritual Ornament. Acquire any ornament for the seasonal ritual weapon. For Challenge XP Plus 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 and Bright Dust. Iron Iron. Complete Crucible matches. Earn bonus progress in Iron Banner. And for victories. For Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. Ethereal Might. Defeat 200 targets with an Arc, Strand or Void subclass equipped in Gambit. Bonus progress is granted for ability final blows and defeating guardians. For 
Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. And Rapid Precision. Get Rapid Precision Final Blows. Bonus progress is granted for every defeated target after that second one. For Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Hello! Hello. As a reminder, your daily loss sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of threats, shields, champions and exotic armor you'll find inside. But if you're new to the game or you're using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the loss sector normally to have it show up on your map as a legend slash master, which you can either do solo or with a fire team, but you will only be able to earn a chance of the exotic drop when completing solo. Tuesday July 18th will be the K1 crew quarters on the moon for exotic chess, arc threat, arc and strand surges, solar shields, hot knife modifier, overcharged glaives with barrier and overload champions. Wednesday, July 19th will be the K1 Logistics on the moon for exotic helmets, Void Threat, Arc and Void Surges, Arc and Solar Shields, Hot Knife and Chafe modifiers, with Barrier and Overload Champions. Thursday, July 20th will be the K1 Communion on the moon for exotic boots, Solar Threat, Arc and Strand Surges, Solar and Void Shields, Arachno modifier, Overcharged Linear Fusion Rifle, with Barrier and Overload Champions. Friday, July 21st will be Sepulchre on the Throne World for exotic gauntlets, Solar Threat, Arkan Strand Surges, Arkan Solar Shields, Fire Bit Modifier, Overcharged Fusion Rifle, with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Saturday, July 22nd will be Extraction on the Throne World for Exotic Chess, Arc Threat, Arkan Strand Surges, Arkan Void Shields, Raider Shield Modifier, Overcharged Glaives, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. Sunday, July 23rd will be Aphelion's Rest on the Dreaming City for Exotic Helmets, Solar Threat, Arkan Strand Surges, Void Shields, Epitaph Modifier, Overcharged Shotguns, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. And finally, back round to Monday, July 24th, will be the Chamber of Starlight on the Dreaming City for Exotic Boots, Solar Threat, Arkan Strand Surges, Solar and Void Shields, Epitaph Modifier, Overcharged Swords, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. Lead the way. Our ninth featured Nightfall will see us face off against Navota in the Disgrace Nightfall over on the Cosmodrome, where you have a chance to get a Pinnacle Engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 200k or more. This Nightfall is free to play. You'll be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the Nightfall featured weapon, exotic gear, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms, ascendant shards and adept Nightfall ciphers. The higher the Nightfall difficulty, the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty, to being common with Ascendant Shards in Grand Masters. Legend and Lower Nightfalls will have 9 Barrier and 2 Unstoppable Champions, with 6 Solar, 2 Void and 27 Arc Shields. Masters and GMs will have 14 Barrier and 2 Unstoppable, with 4 Solar, 1 Void and 23 Arc Shields. Your Nightfall modifiers are here at difficulty, maximum effective level is 1765, matchmaking is available, enemies have extra shields, Champion's Foe, you will face Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. You can either use Intrinsic Exotics, use a subclass debuff, or unlock anti-champion mods from the Seasonal Artifact. Arc Threat, 25% increase to incoming arc damage. Fire Pit, Acolyte spawn fireballs on death. Overcharged Weapons, weapons overcharged from the Seasonal Artifact are active in this activity. Kinetic Weapons do increase damage when your subclass element matches an active surge. Arc Surge, 25% bonus to outgoing arc damage. Strand Surge, 25% bonus to outgoing strand damage. Overcharged Glaives, 25% bonus damage with Glaives. Galvanized, combatants have more health and are more difficult to stun. Legend Difficulty, maximum effective level 1815. 
Includes all previous modifiers except galvanized. No matchmaking. Equipment locked. You'll be unable to change your equipment once the mission starts. Master difficulty. Maximum effective level 1820. Includes all previous modifiers except galvanized. Champions mob. This difficulty adds more champion enemies. Famine. All ammunition drops are significantly reduced. Grandmaster difficulty. Maximum effective level 1815. Includes all previous modifiers except galvanized and famine. Joining progress disabled. Extinguish. If your fire team falls in a restricted zone, your team is returned to orbit. Limited revives. Gain additional revives by defeating champions, up to a maximum of 20. Contest mode, which caps your power level to make enemies more of a challenge. And chafe. Radar is disabled. To combat champions this season, you have access to subclass counters as well as a choice of intrinsic anti-champion artifact mods, which are anti-barrier auto rifle, unstoppable hand cannon, and unstoppable glaive. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For anti-barrier, the kinetic bow wishender, the kinetic linear fusion rifle arbalest, the kinetic pulse rifle revision zero, the solar energy hand cannon Ariana's vow, the solar heavy sword the lament, and the Titan Gauntlet's Second Chance, which gain a second charge with a shield throw melee, which becomes shield piercing and stuns barrier champions. And for Unstoppable, the Kinetic Fusion Rifle Bastion, the Kinetic Hand Cannon Malfeasance, the Solar Energy Sidearm Devil's Ruin, the Void Heavy Bow Leviathan's Breath, and the Hunter Gauntlet's Athros' Embrace, which have a chance to stun Unstoppable champions with their empowered weighted knife. The Nightfall featured weapon to obtain this week will be the Heavy Machine Gun, the Swarm. The Swarm is a high impact fraying heavy machine gun with a base impact of 70, range of 69 and stability of 33. It can roll with Vorpal, tap the trigger and zen moment, with dynamic sway reduction, killing wind and one for all. It has the origin trait of stunning recovery, where if you stun a champion you partially refill the magazine, trigger health regen and improve your recovery for a short duration. And Vanguard Vindication, where final blows with the weapon grant a small amount of health. Lord Shaq brings Team Scorch to the Crucible for the ninth week of the season. Team Scorch is a 6v6 PvP mode where all players wield a Scorch Cannon that cannot be dropped. Equipped weapons and abilities cannot be used in this game mode. Movement abilities e.g. Lift, Jump and Glide, Sprinting and Emotes can be used. The Scorch Cannon has 100 ammo which is replenished on respawn. Matches have a 7 minute timer, players have a 3 second respawn timer, kills give plus 1 point each, the first team to reach 60 points wins. If the timer runs out before the team reaches 50 points, the team with the largest score wins. The player's current and longest kill streaks are shown at the top of the screen below the score. And Rift will be returning this week in the Relentless Crucible playlist. Rift is a 6v6 game mode that focuses heavily on objective-based gameplay and not just killing the enemy team. Instead of accruing points based on defeating enemies, players can score points by picking up the spark and dunking into the opponent's rift, which is near the enemy spawn. A team can either win by scoring 5 points before the opposing team can, by scoring 3 points without the enemy team getting a look in, or having more points when the time runs out. The spark spawns in the centre of the map and starts to charge after 6 seconds of the round starting, and becomes visible for all players on the map. After another 12 to 13 seconds the spark is available for players to pick up, giving both teams approximately 20 seconds to fight over the spark before either side can pick it up. For 5 seconds after a player picks up the spark they become marked on both teams maps. After that. They are only marked on their own team's map unless they are in view of the enemy team. The carrier can only hold onto the spark for a minute and 15 seconds. After that the spark detonates, killing the carrier and those around them before resetting. Should the carrier die in any way that isn't from the spark detonating, 
the spark drops at that location. If a player picks up the spark whilst in their super, they are immediately pulled out of their super. Furthermore, they will not gain any more super energy whilst holding the spark, and will be unable to use their super even if it is fully charged. If a player dies, they must wait 10 seconds before respawning, but their teammates can revive them during this time. This forces players to focus on teamwork to help push up on their enemies, but can also leave some players out of the game for an extended duration if their team can't or won't revive them. Delightful! Plus, Trials of Osiris Dominion will be back once again at the weekend with some new rewards for players who do make it to the lighthouse and open the chest. These include the Hero's Wake Exotic Ghost Shell, the Valiant Memory Exotic Ship, the Survivor's Journey Exotic Sparrow, and the new Trials Shader, Glorious Patina. Trials of Osiris Dominion is a 3v3 PvP high stakes game mode with a twist of a capture point. In Dominion, two teams of three go head-to-head -head in a battle for control of a capture point. Teams can either work together to capture the control point or eliminate the enemy team to win the round. Only available from Friday Reset until Tuesday Weekly Reset, Trials gives every player the chance to shelf their PvP skills to obtain some of Destiny's most sought-after weapons and armour. Players that competing Trials of Osiris will have all of their games tracked through a passage card, a ticket purchased from Saint-14 in the lower hangar of the tower. Winning rounds and matches in Trials of Osiris will grant exclusive weapons, armour, pinnacle gear, masterwork materials and even adept gear for the most skilled players who can reach the lighthouse with a flawless ticket of 7 games won and no losses. 5 round wins will bag you the match for your passage card. By competing in trials you do have a chance to pick up 2 pinnacle engrams from playing each week, one from 50 round wins and the other from winning 7 games. These do not have to be done all in one go, but you do have to complete them before the weekly reset. That is amazing. And at Destiny 2's summer event, Solstice returns this week taking us back to the European Aerial Zone, with a whole host of loot in-game, including Solstice Armor, event card rewards and a bunch of cosmetics at the Eververse store. Solstice will run for the last few weeks of the season from July 18th to August 7th. And that's it for the ninth week of Season of the Deep. Guardian down. Well, that was excellent. It was. And, and another thing that happened this week, in, in, in sort of the greater world of Destiny that we're not going to get into because none of us are legal professionals, yeah, but Bungie won a almost half a million dollar lawsuit against basically people who were you know harassing, sending death threats, sending things to the houses of Bungie employees and community managers. What? And and, and um, Catherine tu Catherine Tucson on Twitter will link it link the thread in the show notes. Sort of talked about what this means and why this is a good win for Bungie and sort of video game and people who work for video games at large. Basically putting you know, really drawing the line of you cannot harass people. You cannot harass them online and take them to the real world and dox them or send things to their house or stalk them at their places of, of residence or business. And there are real and major, you know, consequences for doing so. You know, what you do online and, and just harassing people is not an acceptable thing and you will be found and you will be hunted down and you will be, you know, you will have consequences for your actions, basically. You can't send things to people's homes, you know, you know, and, and this isn't even like, you know, terrible, terrible things. Like they, they mentioned, um, you know, leaving messages, spoofing a caller ID, but also acts of ordering a bunch of pizzas to be delivering without paying for it, you know, sending things to people, people's houses and are putting them on the hook for these bills and things. No, this is all, you know, malicious intent, harassment, and it is not acceptable. So they're saying this could really set a, precedent in the u.s at least for if you're if you're harassing people there are real consequences for this and you know these you know not just the, the individuals but the companies behind them 
can go after you for big damages and big consequences. So be nice. Stop being, stop being idiots on the internet. Be reasonable people. Or you may be on the other end of a half million dollar lawsuit that you don't have a half million dollars. Hmm. And I, I did hear, I think it was on the Last Word podcast, they were talking about this. And they mentioned this is one of the reasons why DMG left being a community manager at Bungie. And, but they didn't mention his name on the DCP podcast. They just said it was like devs at Bungie. But I, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, he, yeah, he. I'm sure at least is again. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him. I saw him applauding the, uh, you know, the outcome. But yeah, I mean, but honestly, who wouldn't? Who hasn't? Yeah, and 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 I know. Yeah, I know. I'm sure that played a part. And I'm sure other people on the on that team. And I mean, you know, the the other developer whose name escapes me that was you know basically sent death threats for the you know Titan exotic not coming back. Like it oh, sets yeah, a precedence of you can't just account didn't he for that. Yeah, like like you can't just rail on people and send them death threats and expect nothing to happen. Like this is this is not okay. No. So just just having having a legal precedence will hopefully you know make it easier. Unfortunately, the next time this happens for someone to go after someone, you know, them to go after the perpetrators and go, no, listen, you can't do this. This is not acceptable. And and you know we can point to this case as no, it, it has been decided. This is absolutely not okay, and we can come after you for damages and liability and you know prison time. What you know, whatever. I, again, not a lawyer, not legal advice, not legal anything, but just interesting that that's. It's nice to see Bungie one standing up for their employees, and yeah, two, it's yeah. nice to see that yeah, we can we at least in a legal context can agree. Yeah, this is unacceptable, and there are con- major consequences for this. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I mean, you, you, the fact that people have to be told that this is not okay is, in its own right, kind of... I have bad words to say about it, right? You shouldn't be told that this kind of thing is not okay. Like, how, how are you raised where you think it's okay to send death threats or things to people's homes over a video game, dude? Like, honestly, you know? I've been mad at Bungie before. And I've said, you know, ridiculous things. Like, if I ever see him in public, you know, I, you know, fill in the blank or whatever, right? But those things are said in jest, right? You would never actually, you know, well, I wouldn't ever actually, you know, injure somebody over a video game, you know? No. Or send things to their house or death threats or whatever the hell else it is that you people are doing. And the fact that we're sitting here telling you that that's not okay, in itself, is not okay. <laughs> it shouldn't be a lesson that we, as content creators, or, you know, Bungie as a company, should have to tell you, you know? Especially if you're a grown-ass adult. Like, what is wrong with you? And It shouldn't be something, you go to work for a job, you, you know, you, you're going to a job, you're doing your job. This should not be part of anyone's job. Period. Exactly. Full stop. Well. Before we go, I do have some tips, tricks, guides, and builds. I just want to quickly go over. So I will link the Paul Tassi video going over the revisit this, which is about the veil law and where to find that and why you might have missed it. Mm -hmm. We then have the devious build that the Aztecross put together with with the Osmancy gloves and the warlocks that I was talking about. There is a Ghost of the Deep glitch that you can use to get a quicker revive, thanks to Cheese Forever. Cheese for Ever's video, he does thank whoever it was that 
contacted him to let him know about it. The Prophecy Dungeon. Uh, Time Sources Gaming has done an updated guide for 2023. If this is a dungeon that you kind of want to have a go at, he's got an updated guide for you for that. If you've got millions, and I'm, I'm literally millions of Randy's throwing knives being thrown at you from playing Iron Banner and Crucible, uh, Cool Guy has the top 10 Randy's throwing knife rolls that to be looking out for. And then we have Froggy61815725 shows you how to use the navigator, which is the um, it's the trace rifle, isn't it? The uh, stasis trace rifle to create the little orbs and Ooh. how to do flying with that. So how you can use that and do grapple flying. So if you want to do some flying, Froggy's got a guide for you for that. And I know we had some feedback from Mellow Mally this week, and I think we've gone a little bit too long to actually go through it. So hopefully we will get to your email next week. I do apologize. I I had kind of read it and then missed bringing it up on the last couple of shows, but we will get to your responding to your email next week, hopefully. I was going to bring it up this week, but the show was a little long, but trust that I will bring it up next week. It's, it's in the chat. It's right in my face. And if he doesn't bring it up, I will. Right. So we got you, mom. Don't uh, worry. I, I, need, I need to ask you a quick question. I will no. wager $100 respawn does not, in fact, bring it up unprompted next week. Really? I, I, you're going to have to pay him now because you've already told me you're on holiday next week. No, no not, not next not week. Not, not, no, not, not you. Not, him. Oh. oh. Hang on. He's thinking about it now. He's thinking. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. told me you're on holiday oh, next you week. Think, if you think that I won't open up a laptop on the middle of the <laughs> beach to win 100 bucks, you are out your damn mind. <laughs> So we are we are down our hunter next week because he's already prearranged oh, a holiday, goodness. but he may turn up, as you've heard live on this show this week. It's Even if it's just to go bro. through an email. Shoot, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. Do I take this bet and believe he'll remember or see see someone I, I well, do I do I think he'll remember? Not necessarily. Do I think someone will remind you? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I can't count on. I would hope so. <laughs> if I forgot, I would hope so. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Mellow Mally, who is one of our patrons, Parody, tell the people all about our patron. We have a lovely Patreon at patreon.com slash T-T-A-H, and we love all of you very, very much. We love Zep Orbit, who cannot be threatened with a good time. We love our Otter Dance troupe of the T-Rex King, the Scarlet KM, and BHS Nightcrawler. We love our grenade throwers. Scouring the skies. Carver 2782, we noble. Golden God 1562, basically salt, basically an ACL. Zombie Pops, Renard Callant, and of course, the one, the only, Mellow Mally. And finally, we have Deacon's approval. She gives it, she throws it, goes to crossrooms. She enjoys and approves upon PP Pipe, Dimwee, The Drifter's Driftwood, Space Coin, Damn House, and Operator Conjun. So we thank each and every one of our lovely patrons for making all of this happen and all of this possible and for showering respawn and all of his newfound wealth that he can now go out into the world and I don't know, do something with. But seriously, like we, we love doing this for you guys. We love making this happen every week. So thank you all very, very much for listening and for being our lovely patrons. And uh, one day we'll, we'll even figure out, you know, how to show you that in more better ways. As I look in my demon's direction, deep, mm-hmm. Deep into his eyes. Because he knows. He knows what we want. I think it's time to go. 
I think you know what the people are clamoring people for. Go. Yeah, let's go. No so, so, so people people want to go to the store. They want to go to the store and they want to buy the things. Oh, the so merch! That way, oh, merch. So, that, so that way, when I say thank you for joining us, your well-dressed Titans are parody and night demon. Your lovely t-shirt-wearing hunter is no one responsible in real life. Your ghost-making warlock representative from both the lovely land of Wales and the Australian outbacks is Sevs. You can email the show at two times and a hunter at hotmail.com and we will get to your emails eventually. It may not be quick, but eventually it'll all happen. We're also on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Basically, anywhere you type in two times and a hunter, we're there. We appreciate your feedback. If you have some, toss it our way. We love seeing and hearing what you like, what you don't, or uh, we'll bring back the pirate voices. Yes, that is a threat. Arr. Find the show when you get where you get all your podcasts. Follow us on YouTube, not just for this episode and every episode every week, but weekly update videos this week in Destiny and the live streams when we could do silly things like run Sunset Weapons and Iron Banner. 2TitansAndHunter.com will take you to the place to get all the information and all the shows. If you want to join the Otter Dance Troop, threaten us with a good time or throw more grenades, you can go to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash T-T-A-H. If you're looking for more casual encounter, Coffee.com, KO-FI.com slash 2TitansAndAHunter. If you want the thrill of live action, spicy language, and this show live most of the time when it happens, twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life, and maybe possibly some uh, Destiny D&D playthrough. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe. And if you want to keep it family friendly like a proper British gentleman, head over to twitch.tv slash 2 times hunter and hit those lovely subscribe buttons at both those lovely channels, and you will know all the places they go live. When they go live and in the time zone you're in, I'm not doing the math for you. Hit the button, it'll tell you. And uh, with that, gents, any parting words? Any lovely advice? Any more cries for merch? Army hearties! Uh, yeah, merch. Demon? Arr! Demon? Like your, like your bungee reward exotic angler pin set, buy it now. Impress mm-hmm. your friends, or have them go, you bought fishing pins for a shooter game? Look, man, if you don't know, you don't know. You don't know. Right. If you know, you know. Alonzi? Deuces! Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. You know, 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 you know what I'm saying?